Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. And uh, although it's the next show in our 150-odd shows, it's a bit of a special one because uh, Alan wants to do something a little bit different. So he's joining me, isn't he? Hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm good, you? I'm fantastic. Do I'm really excited about doing something really special. Do you care that, about me this week? Because you said the other week that you don't actually care. and You just say, how are you, just to be polite. Um, I'm feeling... The sun's been out today, so I'm feeling a bit... Nice, sir. You're feeling nice? Oh, that's good of you. The sun's been out making I'll be nice to you. Oh, week. good. Thank, thanks a lot. Um, I'll let you introduce our guest today. No problem. Look at that. Well, as we're doing something a little bit special, we thought we'd dump the whole Disney thing and we're going to talk about Lego for the full episode. <laughs> and we've got Lego expert Big Fat Panda with us here tonight. Hello. <laughs> he just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're a big Lego fan? I'm not at all. I do, actually, I do like putting Legos together, but I have not visited Legoland because it's not for not for adults or big people, for that matter. No, it's true. Uh, Legoland's uh, not had the best of... Here's the number one Lego? question. Go on. You're ready from a big question about Lego. Yeah. Over here in the UK, well, okay, in my family, I'll, I'll say it for me first. Yeah, go on. We, we call a box of Lego pieces a box of Lego. Yeah. Over in America, I believe that they call it Legos with an S on the end. Legos, really? Yeah, we would say a box of Legos. Yeah, oh, like no like way. plural. I don't know why. When it's plural already, if it's if it's a Lego, yeah. Anyway, I, why are we talking about Lego? What is this? Is your fault, Alan? This is okay. Is this what show tonight's show is all about? False. The there you go. That's, it's not to do with Lego at all. Oh, the Lego special. So what we're going to do <laughs> Go is we're going to be doing a rundown through the Magic Kingdom. And the idea is behind that is if you've never been to the Magic Kingdom in the past 20 years, we're going to have a quick update and you'll be able to find out what is there, what you can do, um, all the good things to do, all the things that you might want to avoid, things that you may need to book up for yep. and plan for. Okay. And so you've got the best chance of hitting it this summer. So that's basically what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be going through a... Um, a Magic Kingdom themed special. So uh, I suppose we better go on with it. So, as if by magic, I am now going to transport you from here to the Magic Kingdom. Are you ready? I'm, I'm hoping so. Here we go. There we go. We're, we're on Main Street. 
we're on Main Street already. And the idea, I think, today, Alan, is that we're going to go through it land by land and talk about all the different elements of the park. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. So do you want to um, start talking about um, Main okay, Street? Well, well, the first thing you want to do is, obviously, as you've, you've got your tickets and you've, yep. you're, you're going to the Magic Kingdom, you need to go through the turnstile and plough straight through under the railroad, straight on Main Street, get to Cinderella's Castle before you do anything else. So I do... What? Yeah. You're ploughing straight on Main Street? Oh, there's, there's well, nothing much to do. They got rid of Main Street, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Main Street no longer exists. It's, it's just one big plaza now with loads of trees and water. They'll replace it with a freeway. So you are, much better. So you're kidding, yes? Of course I am. Okay, okay, that's good. In reality, my viewpoint yeah. is that before you even get into the Magic Kingdom, the first thing you want to do is see the opening show. So the welcome show? The welcome show, which starts approximately, I think it's 10 minutes prior to main opening time. Yeah, so if, <laughs> which means if you're unlucky enough to be going during peak season when the park opens at like stupid o'clock, that means the welcome show starts at stupid o'clock. Is that right? 15 minutes before stupid o'clock. There we go, 15 minutes before stupid o'clock. So there you go. What time we, is we had a quick, We had a quick look today for um, research on the show and today's welcome show starts at 6.50am. 6.50, so you're, there you go. Of course you're going to get up there for 6.50am. Um, would you really do that? What, would you? I have been there for the welcome show, I must admit. It's quite a nice start. Yeah, well I, I, I think it is, it is a good additional bonus to the day. It's, it really sets you up for the day and it, you, you know what you're, you're in for then. Yeah, then I suppose you're there for the opening of the park. Um do they still do the uh, the Frozen 5K first thing in the morning, or have they got the, the rope up still at the beginning of the day? What happened there? Do we know whether or not they're, they're keeping the rope drop, go, the gradual rope drop still going? Or I still see the rope drop. I don't know about the Frozen 5K. Well, they, they, they called it the Frozen 5K, didn't they? Because they, oh. they opened the park and everyone ran for the Frozen oh. Great. They still oh. do that. Everyone kind of runs. They, st- they do still run. Brilliant. I love it. Okay. So that still happens. So let's concentrate. Now there's breakfast at Be Our Guest, so they kind of let some people in a little bit earlier. Right, okay. That's fair enough. And then obviously Crystal Palace and things like that. But we'll talk about food as we go down. So uh, what we got going on on Main Street then, Alan? Okay, well, the the first thing, as you walk into the Magic Kingdom, you pass underneath two archways, and those are the archways for the Walt Disney World Railroad which is a, a nice, easy, circular route around the park, which yeah. has a few stops along the way. There is hey, also... It's only got two stops, hasn't it? Because this, this always confuses me, because um, obviously in, in Disneyland Paris, there are more stops than there are in Walt Disney World. So I always get very confused as to how many stops there actually are. So there's Frontierland and Fantasyland. And that's it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. obviously well, Main Street. Main Street well. technically, yeah. There's, um, technically, two stops. Three stops, yeah. So three stops, um, so Main Street, Frontierland, Fantasyland. Is it, is it a regular of yours, John? I I actually like the railroad. Sometimes I'll sit on it just to go around, just to enjoy the spiel, you know, off the the, um, the guy talking. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good way of experiencing the park, and it is it's a relaxing route round. You know, yeah. and you've done all that walking all day long. It's a, it's a nice... I wouldn't necessarily do it first thing in the morning. No, not not a good idea to do it first thing in the morning. Um, particularly as there's still characters on it from the welcome show, yeah. and um, you need to wait a bit of time. Yeah, because of course it's, it's closed first thing while they, the train arrives and then leaves for the welcome show, yeah. 
Um, also in Main Streets, we've got the Town Square Theatre. Which is in the right as you go in, isn't it? On the right-hand side. I, li- I really like this addition to the Magic Kingdom the past couple of years. I know it's a meet-and-greet location, but I think it's very cleverly done without obviously giving away too much about how it's done. Um, it's very clever in the way that they do these meet-and-greets now. And now you know about Mickey now, right? Yeah, talking Mickey's fantastic. He's, uh, I was with an Imagineer named Lon Smart, mm-hmm. and he had a question for Mickey that he said usually gives a great response. So he asked Mickey, he says, Mickey says, you know, you've been with Minnie for so long, how come you're not getting married? Well, the response from Mickey was fantastic. He, <laughs> he starts to get the sweats, and he goes, well, uh, you know, oh, oh God, well, golly, uh, uh, and he says, can we just take another picture? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, I, we, I think we was with my son last year. We did uh, pirate. We had pirate Mickey, and he was he was doing getting to do R and all that sort of stuff, which is cool. I haven't been to Tinkerbell though. I, I wonder to, uh, if because this is one of the things that I'm seeing because this is one of the fast pass attractions that you're able to do at the yeah, United yeah. Kingdom now. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Mickey is fast passed out and Tinkerbell is a slower, sort of more sparse queue. Well. Without giving away too much of the old magic, um, I think there's only one Tinkerbell or there's multiple Mickeys. Without giving away the magic? Yeah. You just gave it away. Well, I just gave it away, I know. But, Tinkerbell um, is usually longer. Yes, yeah, it is usually when we've been down there, but you can fast pass them, I know. Um, but Town Square Theatre is good. You missed the one on the other side as well, Alan, which was City Hall. All right, okay. Although not an attraction, City Hall's great. Um, one of the places you can go to go and get... It's one of the places you often start at if you're going on a tour. Um, but it's also a place you can go and get um, your, your buttons, as you call them in America, or badges with your celebrations and all that sort of stuff on. There's usually a cart outside the front, and you can collect all of those, which is really cool. So we've done that quite a lot. And um, according to my information, it's also the Lost and Found Department. Yes, it is the Lost and Found Department. So, so is that lost... for Lost and Found children or just documents? Don't, I don't think it's Lost and Found for children. I've got a funny feeling that's further round, if I remember rightly. Okay. Um, so don't don't go looking for children there because I don't think that's where they are. I've got a funny thing there a little bit further around. Um, yeah. What else have we got there then? So oh, sources of the Magic Kingdom. Okay, here's one to talk about. Sources of the Magic Kingdom. Have you not done it yet? Have you, Alan? Um, I've done it. I'm, I'm going to pass it over to um, Panda to see if he's done it. I have done it a few times. Uh, for me, it loses its spunk a little bit because there's so many people doing it now. Yeah. That you're basically watching what's happening prior to it happening for you, so it kind of loses a little bit of the magic. I would like it to be like an enclosed area. Yeah, I, I must admit that was one of the issues. Although it was a lot quieter when we did it, so there wasn't so much of an issue of having to watch what other people were doing. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised by it. I didn't expect it to be on kind of the scale that it actually is. Uh, we did Main Street. Uh, we didn't have chance to do any of the others, but I thought Main Street was particularly good uh, and some of the clever little places to, to go and hold your cards. But I've still got my cards. I'll keep those. I'll take those back with us next time we go. Yeah. But it's, yep, go in the firehouse and get your cards. Yep. That's right. Go and get some more cards from the fire. And, and the good thing as well, we had five, six of us in our group uh, and we all got cards as well. So we've got six people's worth of cards already. Um, and these are, you know, it's good to remind people that these keep them safe because when you bring them back, you know, you can use them again and again and again. It's not like use them once and then that's it. So uh, yeah. I, I'd quite happily spend a good few hours doing that. I, in fact, I tried to. I did extra magic hour in the evening one night to do it, and it was 
all closed up and I hadn't got my cards, so I missed out on that. But it's a good little thing to keep you, you know kids a bit busy if there's queues are big or maybe people are waiting for the parade and they're, they're getting a bit antsy sitting around. You can go and do something like that, which is pretty good. And obviously the idea is that you're supposed to be playing the card game. Well, I got I played it a little bit. However, I was more interested in collecting the cards. Yeah. You know, every, t- every time you enter the Magic Kingdom, yeah. or every time a park ticket enters the Magic Kingdom, I'll say that, you can collect a new pack of cards yeah. per day. So yeah. I would essentially bring in my family of six people and I would get six packs of cards. Yeah. Every time we'd go in the Magic Kingdom. Sometimes I went to Epcot one day via the Magic Kingdom just to get the cards. And <laughs> I, I carried these cards around that's to get obsessed. a lot of swap. Yeah, and, I'm slightly obsessed. And I was sitting in, I think it was uh, the Lion King show one day. Yeah. In the Animal Kingdom and I was sitting next to this little boy. Oh, and, that's a bit loud. I apologise. All of a sudden, I was sorting through my cards, and he was asking, oh, what are these are? And yeah. I'd got loads of swaps, and he said his favourite was Lightning McQueen, so I gave him his little card, and it made his day, because he was he didn't know anything about Oh, them. look at you, spreading the magic all by yourself. I love you. That's what I try. Well, you do. You are trying, Alan. <laughs> That's one thing you can say about you. Uh, okay, so they're pretty much the attraction, so to speak, within Main Street. The only one of the little thing that I suppose you can call a little bit of an attraction is the Harmony Barbershop. Now, anybody ever had their hair cut at Harmony Barbershop? I want to, but I never have. And they just refurbished it, by the way. Yeah. They just stretched it all out. Because you, you can get your beard trimmed and all sorts in there. Yeah. That's yeah, great. I know um, Jeff Lang from... Well, I was going to call him Jeff Lang DVD, but it's Mouse Steps. <laughs> yeah, it's Mouse Steps, yeah. Um, he seems to always get his hair cut there. Okay. And he, he loves it. I personally, as being my cold day of the year, I'll be getting my hair cut before I left the UK. Yeah, you're not going to wait until you get to the Magic Kingdom. First thing you do is, come on, kids, I need to get my hair cut. Yeah. And, and then you get there and it's all booked out. Yeah, that is true. But you can make an appointment if you ring uh, 407-WDW-PLAY, which is 407-939-7529, then you can um, get your hair done. Now, are they still doing the, you get it for free if it's your first ever haircut? Ooh, I do not know about that. Now, if you're a small child and it's your first ever haircut, you're going to get it done and you, they do it for free. Obviously, if you're our age and it's your first ever haircut, there seriously needs to be some sort of questions asked. But... <laughs> yeah, they're not, not going to believe us. <laughs> yeah, I've never had my haircut. It just doesn't grow. Um, so <laughs> that's going to happen. But no, from what I understand, if you're a small child, you're going to get your haircut for the first time. It's free. And you can also get some glitter and confetti put in it. Yeah, well, this, we've talked about this before, haven't we? That um, one of the ch- if you're, you haven't just won the lottery and you don't have a American Express gold card and can afford to go to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, one of the cheapest ways of doing it is to buy a dress from um, one of the merchandise locations, and you can take your daughter or whatever to. Um, the Harmony Barbershop and they'll do glitter and all that sort of stuff but equally they'll do the same for the boys as well um, yeah. so you can do it that way which is pretty good oh, right good. well the um, one thing we're all into oh go on you were going to say something no I was going to say it's um, we've sort of done all the attraction and now it's into our favourite so we'll move on to a bit of food a bit of food now let's find out food wise there's several places to eat you've got Tony's Town Square Restaurant Main Street Bakery Plaza Ice Cream Parlour the Plaza Restaurant Casey's Corner and the Crystal Palace um, I've eaten in quite a few of these that's actually quite scary I've only eaten one of them which one have you eaten in Crystal Palace um, I've eaten in the Main Street Bakery okay 
and it is one of my favorite starts of the day. Since I've been, it has changed to a Starbucks, so yep. the coffee should be better than it used to be. I like the new Starbucks it, it is, in there. Yeah, it it is. Is. And the, the brownies to die for, and are massive. The breakfasts, the, the brownies. sandwiches are excellent also. Yeah. Um, I've heard really positive things. I think there was a panic when Starbucks moved into Main Street Bakery that everyone was going to, you know, it was going to ruin the atmosphere and Starbucks oh, they were going to take over. Yeah. yeah, they were suicides. It's amazing. I think it's, it's crazy. crazy. Like, I, I can't see how it's, it's that detracting from the, the Disney aspect bringing in Starbucks as, you know, you know, Kellogg's sponsor, I think it's the Crystal Palace Breakfast. Yeah, we had McDonald's in uh, Frontierland uh, one, with our own little hut, which is the fair, I can't remember, I forget the name of what it was, but it was right opposite Pecos Bills. And it had a McDonald's yeah. sign outside the front of it. And this is, I think, actually more subtle than those things were when they came in. Yeah, so I think Starbucks is a great addition. Are you a coffee man, Connor? I am, yes, I love coffee. Yeah, I do too. It's, um, I know that you can get on the dining plan, yeah. which is something that we're not even really talking about, but I believe that one of the coffees is classed as a snack. Yes, yeah, I think they are, if and I remember right. And I believe, from what I've, what I've read and what I've been told, is that it's regardless of what size coffee you get. Yeah, I, I think sometimes there's some very big surprises when it comes to what you can actually get on snack credits and things like that. Um, inside uh, the Magic Kingdom, where any of the parks really, it's the the smoothies in Anti Gravities over in Tomorrowland. We'll come to you later, but um, they are. I've got those on snacks before as well, which is pretty good. Um, let's talk about some of the restaurants then. I want to talk about Tony's uh, Town Square restaurant to start off with. Tony's Town Square is a place that I've I've kind of not eaten in for a while. Um, I really like the decor of Tony's Town Square, um, and I like the little hidden elements to it. The last time I ate in there, I must admit, I was disappointed with the food. It's supposed to be that New York Italian kind of style thing, um, but the food wasn't amazing. I don't know, John. Have you have you eaten in there recently? Yeah, I've had two experiences. I've had you know really really bad experiences yeah. and really good. Lately, it's been good. Okay. I've had the big. Didi, which has been really pretty good. They've had great lunches lately. The paninis, the you know, the pressed sandwiches, yeah. and some delicious soups. Alan, have you eaten at Tony's Town Square? I haven't, unfortunately. It's um, one of the places that I've never. It's never inspired me to go there, even though it's. You know, I've heard lots of good things about it. It's just something that's. You know, I'd prefer to go and eat my dinner in a. Yeah. I don't know. A open. Car. I can't remember the name of the car. <laughs> you mean sci-fi dining, which is in a different park. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know it's a different park, but you know, I'd rather do something that's more of an experience, over-the-top experience. Well, than... yeah. well, it was nice, and we did it, I've got to admit, it was 2005 when I last got in there, and we went because it was honeymoon, and it's supposed to be that kind of Lady in the Tramp thing, and it was like, quite nice, but we were really disappointed with the food, so I've never actually been back since, um, but it was okay, it wasn't it? I think it's Butoni that took it over. That's right, yeah. That makes lots of pastas and sauces. So it is actually better. It's not, you know, I'm Italian, so it's not homemade Italian for me, but it's as good as I'm going to probably get outside my mom's cooking. Oh, there you go. That's uh, an endorsement, if ever there was one. Um, Alan, (laughs) you said you've been to Plaza Ice Cream's uh, parlor. Um, No, I haven't. That was a lie. Alan, uh, so you're saying you haven't been to Plaza Ice Cream? I haven't. False. Right, okay, so uh, I, I must have been. This is Ben and Jerry's, isn't it? 
Um, Eds, I think it's called. Is it Eds? Ben and Jerry's is Paris. It is. E-Y-S. It is. Okay, it's Edie's. There we go. I, I have been here. I do remember. Because I, I remember Harry bought an ice cream that was basically big enough for him to live in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was huge. Plaza Restaurant. Now, this is one I don't oh. think I've ever eaten in. I've got I this real recollection of seeing it, but never eaten in there. Listen, the plaza is the biggest secret. I, I really mean this. A lot of people pass it up and they don't notice it because it's kind of like a hole in the wall. Yeah, it's hidden away. It's, it is priced only 2 or $3 more than like a quick service. Yeah. But it is great for a good burger, a grilled chicken sandwich. They have a strawberry chicken salad. They have great soups. And again, the ice cream shake, they get them from next door. They're, you know, from the ice cream parlor, they're, yeah, yeah. everything's off. And they take the tables in Wonderland and 20% off. It's really not a, it's a pretty good bargain. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever eaten here. Alan, is this the one you have eaten in? No, no, no. The only one I've eaten in is the Main Street Bakery. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So this is Johnson and eating there. So I've not done that. Casey's Corner, well, you must, you've got to have eaten in Casey's Corner. I have, yes. Alan, come on. I haven't. I've, this is this is yeah. going to be the next biggest revelation after I've never watched a Star Wars movie, isn't it? He's never <laughs> been to Disney. How have you never been to Casey's Corner? I, I, I don't know. I've, I'm trying to think where I have eaten. I, I always go to, to other places. You were, this wasn't a lie, was it? When you said you walked into Main Street and ran up and went somewhere else, this, you weren't lying. You go in, you grab a bagel or a <laughs> croissant, and then you keep going. No way. Next biggest revelation. Alan's never eaten in Casey's Corner. No, I got admit, yet. Casey's Corner is not the best food in the park by a long shot, but it's good fun. The hot dogs French are fries. massive. Good French fries. French fries are pretty good. The hot dogs, the, the hot dogs are so big, if someone fell in the lake, you could throw it to them and use it as some sort of raft. They're a little, they're a little knock Yeah, I think they're yeah. a little too big. They are massive, but they are... I can't, right, you've got to eat there. You've got to at least have one, Alan, while you're there. I'll put, I'll put it on my list. Okay, so next up is Crystal Palace. Um, Crystal Palace is a bit of a tradition for us. Uh, the first morning we're in the Magic Kingdom, we always go to Crystal Palace for breakfast. Um, breakfast, awesome. The, the breakfast lasagna is just wrong, but it's amazing. <laughs> it's just this massive... It's basically heart attack in a tray. Um... But it's the best heart attack in the tray you'll ever eat. I, I um, um, have a look at the recipe. Uh, I, say, I think you tried to get us to cook it once in the Disney Brit episode. We considered it, didn't we? And then we and looked at the ingredients. When I saw the amount of ingredients. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't happening. Steps. So that's that's not happening. But um, but So it's a character buffet at the yeah. Crystal Palace. It's all of the Winnie the Pooh characters, basically. And um, it's a beautiful environment. Isn't yeah, it? really yeah. lovely environment in there. Um, sort of very oldie worldy kind of Victorian style. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very a lot of space as well, which is uh, always surprising me about the amount of space there is there. Good food selection as well, particularly breakfast. Breakfast is the only one I've ever done, but I've always been impressed by the selection of breakfast. The service in there is fantastic as well. Um, so it's one of that. Of course, to have a good selection of breakfast. It's sponsored by Kellogg's. Yeah, well, well yeah, um, but it's. I've got the Rice Krispies. But I always eat so much, I then go, right, we can't go on a ride for the next hour. The other advantage as well of doing things like Crystal Palace, and we always do it really early, is that, one, it gives us the opportunity to have a really good breakfast already ahead of the parks, but, two, it means that if you're early enough, you walk down Main Street and there's hardly anybody else there. 
Yeah. yeah. I've got some had got some great photos of just us on Main Street with nobody else. Or just Main Street with nobody on it. It's very, very rare that happens. I, I even tried to do a night shot uh, after Extra Magic Hours at, uh, of Main Street, but and it was impossible because there was still people around. It's about one of the only times I can think of where you can really get a really empty um, shot of, of Main Street, which is cool. Um, that's all the food places. Shops. Yeah, there's, there is a lot of shops on Main Street, which we, we're not really going to go into all every single one of them because no. obviously this is going to be a ridiculously long podcast. Um, there is, well, there's one main shop that takes over the most of Main Street um, called the Emporium. Yeah. And this is, as far as I'm aware, the, the one shop where you'll be able to get pretty much anything that you want. The Emporium's massive, yeah. The front half of the Emporium, as you come in onto Main Street now, is full of everything and anything, uh, My Magic Plus and Magic Band and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then you've got, your, obviously, your pens, you've got your animations, you've got everything pretty much in, in the Emporium that you could ever want. There's loads there. You reach a section of Magic Bands now. Limited, you know, not so limited. Yeah, there's loads. Well, there was loads when I was there, you know, last summer, so I, I dread to think just how many there are now compared to what they were. Right, so going to be... Do you think that Disney are going to be investing into the Magic Band side of it over the Vinylation? Yeah. All these accessories that people will be wanting to get. Well, the, the people are buying and people are collecting them, so I wouldn't be surprised. Have you got many, John? I do. I like the I like most of the limited ones. I don't get the girly ones like the Tinkerbell and stuff, but I get like Big Hero 6 and the Haunted Mansion. I like those type of things. Yeah. Oh, Big Hero 6. Big I love Big Hero 6. It's great. Right, that's Main Street then. So if that's Main Street done, we need to hop over the bridge to here. Hawaii, here we come. Oh, isn't it? Right, I'm just going to pick up a doll whip on the way past. Yeah, I'm picking up the doll whip too. So, uh, Alan, have you had a doll whip? Um, I have had a doll whip. Hooray! Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a... Big summer blowout. Alan has actually had something that is some sort of <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Big summer blowout. Some sort of Disney tradition. This is amazing. They, um, they're selling down the shop near me. <laughs> Do they? Is that what it is? Okay, you don't actually had one in the parks. Oh, fair enough. Let's talk about uh, Adventureland then. So, attractions in Adventureland. Where do we start? At, at the beginning. That's a very good place to start. Hey, nice. I see what you've done there. Okay. Well, so, Swiss Tree has. Sorry, what was that? With a sort of confirmed rumor? A sort of confirmed rumor. Go on, then. Okay, it's still a rumor, but it's pretty much confirmed that we're getting a Jungle Cruise restaurant. This would be amazing. On the right-hand side when you first walk into Adventure. So this has been, um, the at one point, strangely, a Tinkerbell meet-and-greet, and then it became, or I think is currently, the Aladdin meet-and-greet location, if I remember rightly. Correct. Um Yeah, that would oh, be amazing. A Jungle Cruise restaurant, honestly, will be phenomenal. Yeah, I heard that there's been a kitchen back there for since 1971. Yeah. And it's be fixed up, and they're going to turn it back into a restaurant. They have enough room there for a nice, decent, cozy restaurant. It's supposed to be like a, a place where the Jungle Cruise skippers go to hang out after they're done with their cruises. This this kind of, to me, sounds it's going to be a little bit restaurant-cum-adventurous club. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I hope. Yeah, that'd be amazing. So, fingers crossed. 
this is coming. It'd be, yeah, it'd be, I'll be there. That'll be it. You don't need to tell me more than once. So uh, or, let's. Or is it? Is it also that Disney are going to try and get double the shift out of the, the Jungle Cruise? <laughs> yeah, jungle Cruise. I don't think so. But who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Can you imagine? They'd be so happy. Uh, okay, I've just been doing four hours on the boat. Right off to the restaurant. Yeah. Get serving. <laughs> Part of their rotation. Imagine that. So let's start off with Swiss Family Treehouse, shall we? Because on the uh, park map, as we look at them, that's the first attraction we come to. Um, and then we'll swiftly move on. <laughs> right, so magic of Aladdin. What is it to say about Swiss Family Treehouse, other than I still don't get it? It's a thing to do once, I think, to see, oh, look, there's a house in the tree, and that's it. Yeah. I will not walk up all that way again. We we were saying, we're like, we're not doing it. It's not happening. I don't want to do it. Not interested. And Harry was like, well, I want to go up here. I don't remember. I've never been. We're like, okay, come on up we go. So up we go to the very, very top, and he got to the top, and I went, this is the tree house. And he went, is that it? He's like, yeah, and now you're going to make us walk all the way down. It's, um, it's basically a good way to add 367 steps to your day. Yes, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't. I, I, it's, it's got potential to be so much more than it actually is, and no, it I hasn't. know this is no, it really hasn't. People... Go on. Yeah, it hasn't. It really hasn't. It has no potential to be anything more than it currently oh, is. But it could be though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You tell me what can. There's just not. It's just a rubbish, fake tree. Right, well, let's let's put it down to. I know they're going to take it out of the element of the Swiss Family Treehouse. Yeah. Here, but did you ever play a computer game called Mist? No. Okay. I missed. And did that. you? Yep. Right. Okay. Well, Mist was sort of set on an island where I don't know. There was all sorts of like puzzles and weird interaction and weird inventions that were sort of built into it. Right. And I know that sounds weird. Me talking about that an island versus this treehouse. The there's elements of inv- inventiveness living in this treehouse that I think you easily overlook because you actually concentrate more on the fact that you've plodded your feet all the way up them stairs yeah. and you're waiting for the big sort of payoff and there isn't really one there at the moment. So what you're saying is Disney should buy the Mist franchise in order to keep the tree. There, there is that. The other thing they could do is they could take a franchise. increase up there. Disney don't buy pointless franchises. Avatar um, is a well worthy spend of money. <laughs> Don't even get me started. It's a different park. Tune in to Animal Kingdom where I hate Avatar. <gasps> I'm going to hang up on you. I'm so excited. <laughs> of course, yeah. Panda doesn't know about my hate of Avatar, does he? My, You're not learning. I've still only learning. watched half of the film because I can't bring myself to watch <gasps> it half. Because I watched half of it and went, and where, where's the story? You're talking about him not eating at Casey's. You need to go watch that <laughs> the rest of that film. <laughs> I will before I go to Animal Kingdom. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to you when you get here. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> I'm going to appear at the, at, the, at the gates of Animal Kingdom and Panda's going to be there and it said, you're starter for 10. Question one, Avatar. You're not allowed into the park, so you get it right. Oh, oh. What shade of blue is? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 well, I know this is digressing off the whole thing, but I think that Avatar has got some sort of relevancy in the Animal Kingdom because of the the eco-friendly, I don't know, world in harmony it has, aspect. Yes. Anyway, let's stop what, talking about Avatar. What, don't. The movie, you'll know exactly what. You're going to get me cross. Okay, the Magic Carpets of Aladdin. Magic Carpets of Aladdin. Right. Magic Carpets of Aladdin. Um, yeah, it's quite nice. Get spat on when by Wish camel. is going, it's really cool. Yes, if now that is true. Well, now you see, they used to be kind of. It's about the only attraction which um, will go during Wishes that can create a really good view. You've got that. You've kind of got Astro to I suppose. 
big thunder and splash, as long as you're in the right place at the right time, you can get a fairly decent view from while you're on an attraction. But you kind of Dumbo and that sort of stuff closes for, for wishes and things like that. Oh, Dumbo closed? I didn't even notice it. Yeah, Dumbo and that lot are kind of, they have to close down, don't they? If I'm Probably because the embers fall over there, maybe. Yeah, imagine that. You want to be mm. set a light on Dumbo. That would be good, wouldn't it? Um, so Magic Carpets... went on fire once. Yeah, yeah. we had that uh, Snow White's... Like, yeah. they've been open like a few weeks and then it was nearly the caught seven, on fire. Seven Dwarfs Mine Yeah, train. that's right. Yeah, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I think of the little mermaid going, what's the word, burn? <laughs> <laughs> she was just stood there, yeah. It did. That's what happened. Um, the Magic Carpets of Aladdin, one cool fact that I really like about this is that the camels from it come from the Aladdin Caravan Parade in Hollywood Studios from, like, off of the 90s. I'm going to say 92. Something like that. Something along those lines. It might be about 92, 93, yeah. Um, but it's quite a nice, like, whirly ride. Um, just, uh, and I think I've told this story before. If there is about to be a torrential downpour in the Magic Kingdom, do not queue for this attraction. Because although they've put a covered walkway over it, it's kind of made of reeds. And water kind of drips through reeds because they're not close together. And we were queuing in it, stuck in this queue, and the heavens opened. And it just, the rain just kept lashing through these reeds, and we got absolutely drenched. But um, other than that, it's quite a nice one. What's okay. uh, go on? I was gonna, I was gonna move it on. Yeah, move it on. Uh, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Now, as a as a regular of the park, Panda, how many times have you gone to the Tiki Room? You know, I go probably at least once every other visit. Still, no way! Wow, do you know why I didn't do it on my last I visit? Love it. I love it. I, oh, I, I think that's fantastic. I love it. Um, the first time I went on it, there's, the, the, well, the, the attraction itself is it is an um, animatronic bird show where yeah. the birds sing along with um, some sort of music that I've never heard of before apart from in this attraction. And the first time I went in, there was a, a man that started the, the whole thing off with his pointy stick and in certain parts of the song, he tries to get the audience to sing along to songs that I've never heard of before in my life. <laughs> Fair enough. That's, uh, I think so... part of the reason I go is because of the nostalgia for me from yeah. when I was a kid seeing it in 1977, maybe. Yeah, I remember the, 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 that nostalgia element with me as a child seeing it, and then, of course, under new management came in, and it was okay, but it was never okay. it was never the tiki room, was it? Yeah. Um, so I'm pleased it's back and it is a good attraction. It's well worth going to. And again, it's another good one if you think it's about to absolutely pelt it down. You can go and wait uh, wait inside the queue area there and in the attraction itself, and you you've got a good sort of 15 20 minutes of which yeah. you'll be able to uh, be in the attraction, which is really good. Um, okay, moving on to one of my favourite attractions inside uh, Adventureland, actually the Magic Kingdom, I think, uh, the Jungle Cruise. I love corny, easy fun. It's just just brilliant it's just it's this old-fashioned cheesy corny jokes that just still work and you still and if you're in an ordinary situation you're at work and someone came out with these cheesy corny jokes you'd just be like shut up but because you're in the magic kingdom because you're there the jokes are brilliant yep there's something special about it and the other, the other thing is as it's a very old attraction it shows it's it's dated age Unfortunately, but, but that kind of adds to the charm, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, because basically you're you're in a boat going down a river, around 
I think it's around the world, isn't it? Yeah, around the rivers of the world, yeah. Um, and you see a lot of animals. Now, originally the plan was they were going to try and put real animals in there, but they yeah. soon realised that that was impossible because they um, sort of the tigers have got a fetish for um, doll whips and they'd be straight out there. So <laughs> the, um, the Jungle Cruise is all animatronic animals. And w- with the fact that you've got the corny jokes and you've got the animals that are... I don't know, maybe kids believe they're real. I don't know. I think if they closed down the Jungle Cruise and went, we're refurbing this and we're putting brand new animatronic animals in and making it all look real, I think nobody would go on it, would they? I kind of hope they updated a little bit. A little bit is fine. But yeah, I don't think they're ever going to try to make it look real when they have the animal kingdom. Yeah, I'm hoping not. I think it would lose a lot of its charm if it wasn't so corny and cheesy. You have to listen really carefully as well for the um, the hunters singing "I Love Disco." <laughs> it's actually that, genuinely true. Who doesn't love disco? I've heard them sing "I Love Disco," and there's some great terrible, the great terrible jokes in there. You know, Albert Falls, Schweitzer Falls. Sorry, the, some of the jokes I just don't get though. Around. Which ones don't you get? Right, okay, but the big one which I don't get is the backside of water. Why do you not get that? I just don't get it. Because it's the backside of water. No, you never see the backside of water. It's as stupid as you think it is. It's, it doesn't matter. The backside of yeah. water. There's no such thing. It's just water. <laughs> it's the backside, the backside of, of The backside of water. Does that make sense? If, if, um... is, it, is it because in, in my terribly British humour style, I'm thinking backside as in You're thinking your bottom. Butt. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Get no, it's not that. that. Yeah. It's the back side, so the side that you don't normally see, of water. Yeah, yeah, still don't get it. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but we like this attraction, and again, another fast pass attraction. Um, but it's good. Um, it's not as good, I think, as the next attraction, which I think is my all-time favourite. And that's Pirates oh, of the don't. Caribbean. Yeah, of course, Pirates of the Caribbean is awesome. Pirates of the Caribbean is great. Alan's looking forward to Pirates of the Caribbean this summer, aren't you, Alan? I cannot wait to go on Pirates of the Caribbean. I always have to go on Pirates of the Caribbean, apart from this year. Yeah. Do you know why? Do you know I've actually got some like, some source audio of what happened at Pirates of the Caribbean? Go on, then. Would you like to hear it? If I'm Here it is. Yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life. There you go. That's what happened at Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, they were setting off the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> it's close this summer, isn't it? Yeah. Is it when, when is it? Yeah, I think it's. Oh, I'll be able to tell you. I've just got. Because of the boats. Yeah, because of the boats. Because someone took them with the boats. Yeah, too fat, I think. Yeah. Someone took it with the boats, and someone got chopped their finger off, and and someone someone wedged made. a selfie stick uh, in somewhere, and all went horribly wrong. Can, can you? Oh, have you seen the amount of people that are doing the selfie stick thing? Not anymore. Not anymore, they were banned. Yeah, ban them. Tough. Can't have them um, anymore. As, as, a, as a regular visitor with them um, cameras and stuff like that, Pundit, do you take tripods or do you are you freestyling it? I take monopod uh, when I'm going to do a specific show, like a fireworks show or something. Uh, but I've never used it on a ride. I would ne- I've never even used a selfie stick on a I've never don't own a selfie stick. I wouldn't use that on a ride or anything. And a lot of people want to. You could imagine when, when there's a stick four feet out on Thunder Mountain, it's not the safest thing in the world. <laughs> no, yeah. Not at all. 
Um, you could take the goat out. Can you imagine that? Poor goat. People behind you at the same time. Yeah, yeah. everybody. The whole lot. Um, anyway, we're talking about so, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, unfortunately, although it's a great ride, is going to be shut. This so summer. quite the majority of the summer is closed from the um, 11th of May until, hang on, I've got it, 25th of September. Yeah. So as the idea of this podcast is that we're going to be talking about stuff that you can do this summer and an overview of the park, Unfortunately, Pirates of the Caribbean is one that you're not going to get much action on. So we'll um, we'll move on then from Pirates of the Caribbean to another pirate-related uh, activity, which is the Pirates Adventure, which is Treasures of the Seven Seas. Now, this might just be you on this one, Panda, because I went to do it, missed the closing time of it, so I didn't actually get the chance to do the attraction. So what what's your this opinion game, on this? This game I like a lot better than Sorcerers. Okay. Instead of... A- Instead of TV screens showing you animated stuff, most of it is physical props and animatronics, and they're done really well. There we go. Um, it was. I really wanted to do there's it. Not so many, but... There's not so many people playing it that you get to see everything that's going to happen, so a lot of it is still a surprise. Okay. Uh, well, I've, I've got to admit that when I was putting together this, the lineup that we we're talking through tonight, I was like, Pirates Adventure? I've totally forgotten about that one. And I think that is possibly one of the things people don't know that much about it. Source of the Magic Kingdom is in your face as soon as you walk in the park. Yeah. But this seems to be tucked away a little bit. Yeah. Is, I think, yeah, I think you're right. In the sense um, that it's it's his to one side. And I think if you're rushing past pirates, it's kind of on the left as you go down towards Frontierland. Um, if you don't look look out for it, you can miss it. Definitely you can miss it. Do, do you get any souvenirs from this one? You get a map. I, I have not. I remember you get there's some sort of map, I think, isn't there? Oh, I'm sorry, the map. Yeah, you could consider that a souvenir. I suppose you that's the, the, the nearest thing. Uh, okay, so there are all the attractions that we've got in Adventureland. Let's uh, let's go on to food very, very quickly. Obviously, no restaurant in here as such. We've got a table serv- a counter service restaurant in Tortuga Tavern. Um, really good food in Tor- Tortuga Tavern, I've got to admit. I love the sort of burrito and taco stuff that they have in there. Yes, me too. Yeah, really good food. Uh, Sunshine uh, Tree Terrace, you've got just by the Tiki Room. That's doing your coffees and your ice creams and all those bits and pieces. But the most important one is a lower aisle which you'll find on the right-hand side as you're heading into uh, Adventureland. A lower aisle sells Dole Whips. I know we've all mentioned the brief. I'm going to argue with you here. What? Don't don't go with that attitude. Well, if you're arguing that Dole Whips aren't any good. Panda might be able to... He'll he'll be the third deciding one on this one, I suppose. Um, I prefer the citrus swirl that they do at Sunshine Tree Tree Terrace, can't even say it. Yeah. Over the Dole Whip, the pineapple Dole Whip. Right, and okay. Um, the citrus swirl is a like a soft serve yeah, yeah. ice cream style thing. It's got a nice citrusy thing to it. Dole Whip is a sort of sort of a bit sorbet, sort of creamy sorbet pineapple yeah, kind thing. Of Sometimes with a bit of fruit juice in the bottom of it. Yeah. Here's what a lot of people don't know. You can order just the pineapple sorbet, but the real way to eat the Dole Whip is to get the swirl, which is the vanilla soft serve yeah. with the pineapple sorbet. Yeah. So when it's done correctly, I prefer the Dole Whip only because I just find it refreshing, the pineapple. Very refreshing. I agree. I agree with uh, with Panda. 
Okay. Alan, you lose basically on this one. I'm wrong again. <laughs> Poor Alan. Come on, Alan. Alan, Alan is wrong. And this is this has gone off on a tangent a little bit. I believe, yeah. and again, Panda will know more about this. They do a, a pineapple Dole Whip cocktail over at Trader Sam's. Really? I have not seen that yet. Oh, that's I've amazing. been there a few times. I did not see that, but I would definitely say that's a possibility because they have the the uh, Aloha Isle thing there. That'd be amazing. I know. I've, I've definitely seen it. It's listed in the oh, list somewhere. So I hope a... you're writing this down. So you need to go to Casey's Corner for hot dogs. Sorry, not Aloha Isle. What is it called over there? It's Cap- the Wait, it was Captain Cook's, wasn't it? But I don't know. I can't remember what it's called now. They've opened it. There's a door with sunshine terrace or something like that okay no that's magic there was yeah it was originally called captain cooks that closed and they've reopened and i forget what the name of the new one is someone will be shouting at their radio or whatever now saying yeah, it's I, this. I can't remember it is i was just there uh yeah. final then pirates league i'm guessing none of us have done pirates league no it's- so like, Pirates League, the one where you get dressed up. Yeah, as a pirate. So it's like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, but with swords and pirateness, pretty much. Um, it's, the idea is you go in and you get made up. You can have your bandanas and your face scars and all that sort of stuff. And you, it's it's almost like boy. It's it's not just for boys because they do do pirates. They have girls. a picture of Atom that they use to do the other people. Like people. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to look like this? <laughs> Would you like the hoop? Well, or would you like? Um, I was waiting for him to say it's like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, but for boys. Yeah, well, kind of, but um, pretty much. Is. But it it, is. they do obviously do girl pirates as well. Just, just you know, I don't know. And you also get sworn into a pirate. Yeah, I'm, I'm pirate, gonna, is it pirate league. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Well, yeah, pretty much. Sworn when you when you're all kitted up as a pirate, you go through a, a room, yep. a door into a secret room to yep. see some pirate secrets. Basically, that's pretty much what it is. I need to know them secrets. You need to know them. Okay. Well, there we go. That is Adventureland as well. We're going to take a very, very quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be moving into Frontierland. We'll be back in a second. For the past 10 years... Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando attraction tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees. Free UK sign for delivery and you are fed Fast Pass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando attraction tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. That's orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226-8523 Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com Your number one source for the magical world of Disney Howdy folks 
Please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. You're joining us on the Disney Radio Show as we are going on a land-by-land tour of the Magic Kingdom, especially for all of you who are going out there this summer. And we have arrived in good old Frontierland. Yeehaw, Alan. The wildest place in Florida, apparently. The wildest place in Florida? Surely that's um, not that's not that. That's like the Animal Kingdom. Surely that's wilder. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. So, Frontierland, we've got uh, a fewer attractions than we have in some of the other lands. Uh, we're starting off, though, right in the very, very back corner. Let's talk about Splash Mountain. I love Splash Mountain. Not even a fast ride. It's a nice long ride. It is a nice long ride. It, it's it's like 15 minutes or something like that. Really? It's, as long as that? It's, it's like 12, 15 minutes. Yeah, something along those lines. It's a really quite a lengthy attraction. Not that you'd know, Alan, because I think you've ridden it once, have you not? Um, I have ridden it twice. Twice? Wow. The first <laughs> time was to make sure that my daughter went on it because she was scared, and I thought I've got to be the big, big dad that will yeah. do the whole ride with my daughter. And the second time, she was scared a bit because she didn't want to do it. Ah, fair enough. Well, Harry wasn't a massive fan of the, the final drop, I must admit. But I, this is a very clever from Disney because what it does is takes a film that nobody's allowed to talk about anymore and uses it in a way that we can talk about it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, you know, obviously, Song of the South. Oh, I've said it now. That's it. Um, but the fact that they've obviously used the Brer Fox and Brer Rabbit and all those sort of things in it, which I think, and the way they use it, I think is very clever. And um, one of the things I've done is the uh, Keys of the Kingdom tour. I don't know whether you've done Keys of the Kingdom tour, but um, they get to show you the big tanks of water at the back of Splash Mountain, and they are huge. Wait, where's the tanks of water at the back? They're right at the very back of the attraction. No, I don't know, not where. Why? Why? Because obviously they Why need to you... cycle the water. Oh, right. They need to cycle the water around, and not only do they need to cycle the water around, they also have to obviously empty it out every now and again, but these tanks are massive. You know, you could like you could like kill someone and drown them in there, and no one would ever find them. Okay, I'll put that one down in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> kill someone and drown them. Don't. Patty, um, have, you, have you done the I'm... Keys of the Kingdom? I haven't. Oh, sorry. I don't know whether Panda's done Keys of the Kingdom. Done it years ago. I haven't done it maybe like ten years ago. Okay, right. So a long time ago. Go on, Alan. You were saying. And um, what I was going to say, which I think is on the keys of the kingdom. Yeah. Is although I haven't done it, is that just behind Splash Mountain is where they store all their rubbish. Yes, they have the the AVAC system or the central AVAC system. Also around there is where they have um, all of the floats and stuff as well, and they yeah. have float oh. storage. Well, what I was going to say is, when, you, when you're waiting for all your brave family members that are on uh, Splash Mountain, you're yeah. waiting in the kids' play area underneath, yeah. there is a bit of a rotten trash smell. Really? I always get that smell. Okay. I've never had I don't, that smell. I don't think it's me. I'm, it I'm might be. Sure it's something else. There's a chance it could be. I've heard smelled it in other places, but I don't remember it near Splash Mountain. Okay. There we go. But it's worth going on. It's a good attraction. Yes, it's got a little bit of a drop at the end of it, but, you know, the, the rest of the attraction makes up for the scary bit at the end, which isn't yeah. really that scary. They just go up and then down. There's so much inside. Yeah. 
There's a little roller coaster drop in there as well, but the theming inside and all of the animatronics and stuff really just make it a very, very worthwhile attraction to go on. So do go on that. Yeah, and and me it being a big wuss that I don't go on that many scary rides, I've actually gone on it. I'm going to go on it again this year, and it really isn't as bad as you think it is by looking at it. No. And if you have got small children, they've got a little play area around the side that they can go and play in uh, while you're on that particular attraction if you really don't want to go on it. It also has... Um, Obviously, Fast Pass, which is a very useful attraction to have Fast Pass for. We'll come on to that a little bit later. Uh, you've got your train station right next door. It's the next stop for the Walt Disney World Railroad, uh, the one straight after Main Street. And then to the uh, the right of the station, as you're looking at it, is Big Thunder Mountain. Now, yes. Alan, you've been on Big Thunder Mountain, haven't you? I've been on Big Thunder Mountain several times. Um, and Big Thunder Mountain is actually, I think, intimidating to some children. Yeah. Um, so I think one thing you've got to bear in mind is if you are taking children on there, make sure they're prepared for it because my daughter wasn't. <laughs> and as we'd queued all the way and got to the front of the queue, just as about to climb into the um, carriages, she freaks out and we have to walk her back to the entrance. Oh. Aww. But we got given a load of fast passes so we could get straight back on. Oh, winner. To the there front you go. Of and of course you can use your rider swap and things like that if needs be. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be controversial. It's not the best Big Thunder Mountain. Really? Yeah. Disneyland Paris wins for me. Have, I haven't risen, ridden the one in Disneyland. I'll hold my hands up to that. But if I'm comparing Disneyland Paris and Disney, uh, Disney World, Disneyland Paris' Big Thunder beats it, beats it hand down for me. Have you done um, Disneyland, Panda? No, I have not been to Disneyland Paris. No. Have you no, been no, to the one Paris. in California? I have not, no. Oh, there we go. So one that's part we haven't all done. But I, yeah, I prefer it. But it's right still now. a great attraction, you know. I'm not going to take anything away from it, and it's it's great, but... You already did. You already took it away. I'm sorry. I've, I've done it now. I'll stop. Um, <laughs> I, but, but I would ride this version of Big Thunder Mountain over watching the second half of Avatar every time. So, um... Uh, how, how does he get away with it? I know. I don't know how I get I, I'm surprised Panda's still on the call and he's not left us. Um, I've just realised... I'm telling you, I really am going to give you a test. <laughs> I don't want a test. I don't want this test. I'm just going to just guess. Blue is the answer. Uh, right, Tom Sawyer Island. When was the last time you all went to Tom Sawyer Island? Ten years ago. I have not been to <laughs> ten years. I look at it from the Haunted Mansion, but yeah. I don't visit it. I don't know why. I can't remember the last time I ever went either. I know exactly when I went. Last time you went. This is um, where you go when everyone goes I to Splash Mountain, isn't it? You what? This is where you go when everyone goes on Splash Mountain. No, no, no. I um, The last time I went, actually I tell you, I went three years ago as well. Um, I went on Splash Mountain, not Splash Mountain, Tom Sawyer Island with uh, Brent Dodge, author of From Screen to Theme. Yeah. And I said to him, right, okay, let, we're going to find the elusive, because this is one thing that's hidden on Tom Sawyer's Island, paintbrushes. Yeah. You go on the island, you look for these paintbrushes, and you hand them back to a cast member, and you get a fast pass for a ride or something like that. And I thought, this will be brilliant. You know, well, it was back in the days when I was doing a previous podcast, I recorded yeah. it on audio. 40 minutes on the island, we didn't find any paintbrushes. <laughs> So there's a 40-minute section of you just wandering Tom Sawyer Island. The worst bit was, we decided to split up. Yeah. And 15 minutes of that, I couldn't find Brent. 
<laughs> and I got stuck behind a guy that was blowing leaves. So I had the audio of 10 minutes of this guy blowing leaves. This, this may be an award-winning segment that we must play on the show at some point. Did you finally find any? Um, no, we didn't. But the cast member that took us back across on the, the raft, we have asked so much about it. Oh, sorry, Chris, and gave us some fast passes anyway. Oh, there you go. So you, you at least got something out of it. Confirm that there are paintbrushes there. Well, she said that there's, there was at least four that had been hidden that day. But another thing that people tend to do is, if they find them, not everybody hands them back in. Ah. So, so let's say that they started off with twelve paintbrushes. When we went the day, they only had four. Right. So I think some people are trying to have some additional souvenirs, which, to be fair, it's just a paint-loaded paintbrush that's dried up. That is true. But it's from Disney World. You know what yeah. that tells me is that Tom Sawyer Island is so unfrequented by the guests that they need to entice people by hiding things for fast passes for you to visit. <laughs> hey, these days, if it means that I'm not going to have to go and queue in that dreadful line for a fourth fast pass I'll be on Tom Sawyer Island as well they're going to put yeah. leaves different <laughs> leaves in the family Robinson <laughs> <laughs> that were the next one wasn't it find the red plastic leaf oh, yeah. <laughs> it'll make sense but I wonder obviously with the new fast pass plus system yeah. they can't give out the fast passes for you to get into any park attraction can they yeah they can still do paper tickets I think. All right, they'll still accept, yeah, still accept them in some way. Not if you've got one from 2008 or something like that, you know. But I think they no. still do them on the day. I'm sure there's a way of doing them. I know when we had an issue with Pirates of the Caribbean, it had gone down. Um, yeah. That uh, we had a fast pass for Pirates and we got an email that came through to say, Pirates is down right now. Um, you can now use your fast pass for this, these different attractions and we can go and do use them for, for a series of other attractions. So that's one oh, way right. around of doing it, but I don't know whether they're going to... That's never definite way they're going to do it. Um, okay. What are we on now, then? So one more attraction inside Frontierland, and that is Country Bear Jamboree. Now, this is another uh, attraction. It's those yeah. attractions. It's, yeah, it's another one of those attractions that's got that little bit of charm to it. It's not a must-do for me. If you've never seen it, I think it's a must-do. Yes, definitely, if you've yeah. never seen it. If you've seen it before, I understand. Yeah, I I remember seeing it as a a young child, and it was very interesting. You could see it was a unique show. There's nothing obviously like that, a singing and dancing bear show. They don't have that many parts in the UK. No. And um, as an adult going back, how politically incorrect the songs were is quite amazing. I know. That's very true. Little Buford. Yeah, yeah. The, the guys who get me something, get me down or something. I can't remember what the words are. Well, the guys that turn me on. Girls, turn that's me down. it. The guys who turn me on, turn me down. That's the one. Yeah. And then there's a song which talks about blood on the dance floor. Blood, blood on the saddle, yeah. Blood on the, <laughs> murder on the dance floor. That's Sophie Ellis Bexley, you're completely oh, yeah, wrong. Kind of uh, blood on the saddle, yeah. There's all of those. So, yeah, it's yeah, not the most like, politically correct show. It's, 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 in terms of like, entertainment, it's, it's, you know, it'll fill in 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's worth, it's definitely worth watching without a shadow of a doubt, you know, but um, it's not necessarily a must-do every single time that no. you're there. Um, okay, that's all your attractions in Frontierland. Let's uh, go to our favourite section then, food. Okay, now we can probably 
I would think, gloss over two of them, which are Golden Oak Outpost. That's what I was talking about earlier, which is the one that used to be the McDonald's fries place. Uh, that's mm. now got waffle, fries, and uh, sweet potato nuggets, bits and pieces like that. It's only open seasonally. You've got Westwood Ho. They do corn dogs, snacks, and frozen lemonade. Um, and then there's the one in the middle, Pecos Bills, Tall Tale Inn, and Cafe. Um, I don't think I can go on a trip without eating at Pecos Bills. Yeah, Pecos is pretty good, especially because of the Fixin's Bar. The Fixin's Bar is, is what sells it for me. In fact, you go and buy your burger, and then um, you then go and load it with whatever you want to. The mushrooms, the onions, they're awesome. Yeah, they are. They are awesome. It's a little bit like Five Guys, but cheaper. Yeah. When you leave uh, a bunch of fat people to their own cheese sauce, it's pretty <laughs> Dangerous stuff. Yeah, worst thing ever. It's people filling bags of cheese sauce and just putting straws <laughs> through them. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Next time you're there, you need to get a Ziploc bag, fill it with cheese straw, cheese uh, sauce, put a straw in it and walk around the park and see if anybody says anything. <laughs> oh, like... I picture a lady lining her Dooney and Burke with a plastic liner and keep, keep pumping. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Well, actually... You're joking about this. Me, me and Adam are going to Butlins um, later on in this year. Butlins is a holiday that. camp yeah, for um, people who don't want to go to Disney. And they don't want the quality either. But one of the things that they have at Butlins is um, reasonably priced bars. Okay, alcoholic bars. However, nine times out of ten, people are trying to smuggle bottles of wine into this place. Brilliant. So we then looked into it. Not that I'm going to do this, of course. But you can get plastic bellies that you can fill up with beer and wine. You can get handbags that you fill up with beer and wine with taps on the side. <laughs> there you go. That's what you need. So you, you need, need your own cheese bag. Plastic belly or your handbag up with cheese. If you've ever been to uh, the Magic Kingdom and filled up a bag with cheese sauce, please email us radio at disneybrit.com. We'd love to hear from you. In fact, we'd have you on as a guest on the show to teach everybody how to do it. <laughs> someone's gonna, um, someone's not going to email, aren't they? But what I'm going to say is that what Chris's top tip used to be, Chris um, used to be... Chris Speed, uh, yeah. on this. Chris Speed, Chris Speed Cream. Yeah. He used to um, say, eat your chips as you're leaving the um, counter, so you've got more room to put your mushrooms on. It is true. Yeah, he did actually say that, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so, that's Pecos. So we, uh, one, the last place we haven't mentioned in this Frontier Trading Post, which is a good place for your Disney pins be looking somewhere inside the Magic Kingdom in order to do that. Right, yeah, let's... I'm going to add something into Frontierland quickly. What? Um, Are you an Imagineer? What, what is this? An exciting new attraction? No, it's, it's, oh. it's a, an old one that's been going around for years. Um, turkey legs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Just don't. Andrew, are you a fan of turkey legs? Yeah, no. Ugh. Oh. Uh, Why not? Don't. Do you know what they are? Tendons and veins. It doesn't look like meat. They are. False. That's what they are. <laughs> I'm just wrong. I, I, I can't. Like, everybody talks about you've got to have the turkey legs. They've even got air fresheners of turkey legs. Yeah, I know. And they probably stink. I, I bought a Mickey ice cream bar one for my car, and that smelled bad enough. I dread to think what a turkey leg one's going to smell like. I... So wait, the person that never ate at Casey's has eaten and liked the turkey. Yeah, what's that all about? I I can't say I've eaten one. You haven't eaten one, have you? 
I think it's but like it some sort of punishment. I'm going to become British and say it's not proper. You need to sort yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think it's one of those things you've got to say you've been there, you've done it. No, you haven't. You know, Country Bear Chambry is not the best attraction, but I've been there, done it. Yeah, the difference is... I would like... Oh, no. I watched a video about how they make them so juicy and tender. And that is that they inject them with juice and tenderize it. You, you, you know, it. those turkey legs were as big as a small baseball bat. In fact, They're I would go as far to say as they probably use them as baseball bats. They are from a special farm uh, that's made just for giving me actually. The but giant they, turkey farm. People used so to be, but they're not. No, it's just wrong. I'm sorry, Alan. I've been, I've been, mess, I've been messaging um, Pandora the past few days and said I'll take him out for a meal. Take your legs, it is. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? Take me to the mac and cheese. We'll, we'll get the fantasy land in a little bit. Not even if we dip it in a bag of cheese sauce. Ooh, no. No, okay. Maybe not. You, could, you could just lick all the flavour off it. <laughs> wrong. I, I would lick it. I would lick it. Okay, so we are, we're passing out of Frontierland then. And, uh, oh, I've just started something and I don't know what I've started. Ah, ah, ah. I've got noise coming from somewhere. What was that all about? Travelling circus fucking hell. <laughs> no, we're not going there yet. We're going here. We're going to go over to Liberty Square. Oh, the good the thing about doing it live is you press a button and it all goes horribly wrong. Right, we're staying on the river, uh, but we're moving into Liberty Square. We're going to talk about the Liberty Square river boat to start off with today. This is an attraction I can't... haven't done it, it's just a nice little run around, nothing big. One of the things I like about it is that um, it is, it gives you a different perspective on on attractions. You see Tom Sawyer Island from a different place, you get to see the Haunted Mansion up close as you go past. Um, So I quite like that that idea, you get a different perspective. I think it's it's a, well, it's... The Florida one is much better than the um, Paris one. Paris one, yeah, definitely. Mainly for upkeep. There's that as well. Um, but you know, I, w- would I miss it if it wasn't there? I don't know if I would. No, you probably wouldn't. Would, would, I, would, I, would you queue up? Would you queue up to go on the riverboat? No. If there was a big queue there. No. Oh no. However, if the, if it was just bored and there was space. You would jump in. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things you kind of do if you got a bit of spare time. Definitely. But well, I wouldn't spare there you are. There's, there's an opinion of that one. Now, the next one, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what... Because we've obviously got American and British together here. Hall of Presidents. I really I like it. I'm sorry, go ahead. I say I really like it as a... Uh, I know I'm British and it's not my history, etc., etc. I really like it. The rest of my family detest it because I, well, I don't want to see something about presidents, not even our history. Um, but I, I kind of think it's quite cool. Now, I'm intrigued to see it from an American's point of view. What do you think of it, Panda? I think of it the same as I do the Bear Jamboree. <laughs> Where, I, I, if you haven't seen it, it's really fun to see once. It's nice to see once. Uh, I much rather the Epcot American Adventure, the, yeah. the story and animatronic, than the presidents. Uh, yeah, I haven't been on it probably in about six or seven years. Well, it gets, I haven't went. This it gets updated about every four to eight years, doesn't it? Oh, that's right. I think I have seen it actually since Obama's been in it, but I haven't seen it probably prior to that. Right. Yet. Okay. Yeah, I just seen it once. Well, I go once every time they change it. That's really about it. Alan, what about you? Like, do you go and see this? 
Um, I'll, I've seen it quite a few times. I actually enjoy it, but at the same time, I, I always feel awkward because I know it's not our history, yet, but and it's it's one of the reasons why I want to see it because it's it's not my history. But one of the things they talk about is um, the the was it going to celebrate an independence? Yeah, from the British. <laughs> yeah, and then all the British people sink down into their chairs because nobody realizes and what's the st- start on them. <laughs> And there's something to do with chicken. We would love to see that. Imagine the queen. I'd be really excited. (laughs) Just her face looked like down at the president's, like really like grumpy cat. Yeah, that would be fun. That would work. I'm I'm sure the queen would love it, but it's it's one of the weird things that I I think I I I forget because as I say, it's I'm not really into history, but you know that. The British had a, a part to play in American history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weren't we? Um, I we, dare say it's a bit like other countries in the Eurozone that we don't like to talk about. In we, we had a lot to do with everybody's history because we basically went and went. Uh, this is our country. No, it's not. Do you have a flag? No. Well, it's our country. We have a flag. End of. That's pretty much how it works. There you go. British history in a nutshell, boys and girls. And now they're called touring groups. Yeah. <laughs> now they're called Brazilian tour groups. Um, okay, so Hall of Presidents we kind of like, but we don't do it regularly. Uh, final attraction inside Liberty Square. Well, we don't have to. Do you know what? I love this attraction so much. It is the only attraction today that will get its own music played. There you go. As Alan said, this is an ice cream van. Um, the Haunted Mansion. My favourite. Just amazing. I love it, love it, love it. I've never been there. It's a bit scary for me. Yeah, whatever. You've been there a few times, haven't you? Every time you go, surely. Of course I do. It's just... Uh, the, the concept of it is just basically a sit-down haunted house, but for families. And if you were to actually tell somebody that, everyone would be like, well, yeah, we've got those all over the place. It's not, But it's just the effects, it's the story, it's just how clever the whole thing is. I just love it. It's just amazing. I agree. Now, Haunted Mansion is a fast pass ride. It is. But if you fast pass it, you miss out some of the queue and area. You do, yeah. You miss out the interactive element of the queue. Panda, what would you say? Would you say, for a first time visitor, is it worth doing the queue or is it worth bypassing it? For the first time, I would say go through the go through the graveyard. Yeah, definitely. I agree. No, it was years ago, but I would still think it's It's quite nice, the interactive element to it. And there's there's a bit of a mystery that you can solve as well, which, to be honest... Disney don't really sell very well this mystery of the the, the bus at the very very beginning. I, I, didn't even, I don't even know about it, so that's yeah. how that's how it is. Yeah, if I remember rightly, it's something along the lines of there's the the heads, and you have to work out a mystery about what happened to somebody, or I can't remember. But um, okay, I think I heard some. Yeah, I heard something. Yeah, and it was never really sold very much as to as to how they do it. But I love the interactive cues; it is cool, and it's well worth doing at least once. There's also another puzzle in there, yeah. Which um, further around is a load of books in a, a stone case yes. thing, yeah, yeah. And the books move in and out, and they've all got different symbols on. And those symbols represent different letters. And I know that one of the first persons to solve it um, in the podcasting world was um, Ricky Briganti, and he spent a lot of time sorting that out, and he found out the answer. Yeah, he spent hours in that queue doing all of that, and that was he. I think he was one of the ones who who mentioned about the the busts and things. As yeah. Well. It's pretty cool stuff like that, yeah. yeah, it's it is clever. And you know, there's 
kind of nods to Imagineers and stuff like on the, the tombstones and all those sort of bits and pieces. So um, it's it's well worth going with that shadow of a doubt. You cannot go. Bit of haunted fun. You can't go to the Magic Kingdom without going to the Haunted Mansion. End of. But that's the queue is halfway down to. No, you just queue. Just, just do it. Yeah, you have to do it. End of. Unless you can get a fast pass, of course. Right, food-wise, uh, Diamond Horseshoe, a uh, good place to go for sandwiches and salads. Uh, not as good as it used to be. It used to have the great stage show in there. Um, I think it's, it's seasonal as well for the food. I think. It is, yeah. It's not open all the time. Um, I know yeah, that it's open for spring break. Shows, like uh, Halloween time, the whole month of October, they're doing like, you know, spirits and stuff like that. So yeah. it's been getting back with the entertainment, but seasonal. Yeah, it is. If you want a good old traditional um, kind of Thanksgiving dinner every single day, then you can head over to the Liberty Tree Tavern and they do some really good carved uh, meats over there uh, and some really, really good food. Uh, not cheapest, but it's it's well worth it if you want a decent meal. Um, yeah. Sleepy Hollow has your funnel cakes. Liberty Square Market has got sort of your beverages and your fruits and your snacks and bits like that. And then you've got the one that seems to be kind of the go-to place in Liberty Square, and that's Columbia Harbour House. Again, I think the food here is pretty good. I like Columbia Harbour House. It's got one of the go-to locations for any of the um, tours at the Magic Kingdom that include food. It seems to stop at Columbia Harbour House as well. I've, I've never been, so... Right, you need to go to so Columbia Harbour House, Casey's Corner, and um, I can't remember what the other one was now. Um, so these we're building up your list now. But Kate, Columbia Harbour House is a good place to go. It's got a lot of seating as well. Um, and it's not that busy. I don't think I've ever been where it's been horrendously busy. We went the other day to Columbia Harbour House, yeah. and they were giving us free food, and we didn't know why. Oh. It was busy, they were making plenty of money, but they have a chicken pot pie now, and we were That's questioning right. it. And the guy's like, oh, here, try it. And he handed us a $10 item. Wow. Free. There we go. Can't complain of that. Free food from Disney. Pretty- so, so, so is that the top tip? Ask about what the food is like. Yeah. And you may get a big free. handful. Yeah, there you go. It's very, it's very possible, yeah. Right, let's head over into Fantasyland then. And uh, talk about some of the attractions that we go over there. We've got we've, Fantasyland, obviously, is a massive area. We've got Fantasyland, we've got Storybook Circus, all kind of... Well, Fantasyland, New Fantasyland and Storybook Circus all, all encased together. So we're going to go through these uh, as quick as we can because we know there's quite a few of them. So it's a small world. Am, am I going to be controversial here and say, right, if I never went on It's a Small World again, I wouldn't be sad? A lot of people feel that way. Oh, I still enjoy fine. it, but a lot of people feel I don't mind it. It doesn't offend me in any way. I'm just kind of, yeah, done it now. Quite happy. Yeah. I think it's one of those things you've got to do to say you've done it, but, you know, if, if they upgraded it and put realistic animatronics in there, then yeah. I think it would just be creepy. What, real children? Now, I have actually told my son this before now. I said, don't, don't get lost in the Magic Kingdom. He said, well, why not? I said, because if you get lost and Disney pick you up, They'll take you to It's a Small World, super glue your feet to the floor, and you'll be in It's a Small World forever. Social services. And you you tried to run off. (laughs) Um, No, I'm joking. No, uh, it's okay. It's a small world, I don't mind it. It's obviously got fast pass now, which has meant that queue length for It's a Small World has got bigger than it has before. Talking about queue lengths, Peter Pan's Flight uh, has always been a popular attraction. It always has a massive queue against fast pass. Yeah, I still love it. Have you done the interactive queue, Panda? 
twice, and each time I loved it. I, I think the queue now is almost getting better than the attraction because <laughs> the effects are so great. There, you know, the well, expectation that was more. I know they've just announced um, upgrades to Disneyland's uh, Peter Pan's flight, which is going to have some new uh, technology in the actual ride itself. So fingers crossed, we'll get that over here as well, and they'll they'll make the ride as good as the queue. Um, that as well. Here. Yeah. Mickey's Filler Magic. Now, for me, I, this was one of the surprises of the additions to Fantasyland when they added all those bits and pieces. I thought, a 3D show, you know, I wonder how good it's going to be. I love this attraction. I, this has become a must-do attraction for me whenever I go to the Magic Kingdom. I actually miss it and forget that it's there, but I agree with you. I think it's a great attraction, and it's a really nice, a nice, you know, 15 minutes. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Alan, I don't know about you. Do you? I'm, the, I'm always the one that rubs the key to the green. You know, I'm, I think it was one of the first attractions that Disney started to do their computer animation on. And was, to me, it looks like it was testing out their technology. Right. And, for example, Flounder from The Little Mermaid looks a bit too computer-generated. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, there's, some, there's good things about it. You know, the, the, the way that the theatre opens up is, is amazing. Don't yeah. get us wrong with that. But I think that the quality in the actual animation isn't isn't the best. But I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's it's a do it once for me. Yeah, I, I do enjoy it, and I I do get where you're coming from with the animation as well. But um, yeah, I, I kind of I will do it a few times a trip. It's got a fast pass. Um, I'm not sure why, because it doesn't usually warrant it. To be honest, it doesn't need the fast pass. Yeah. Prince Charming Regal Carousel. Here's your classic carousel attraction. It's one of those things that you might do once a trip, maybe. Uh, you may not. It's no different to any other carousel that you've been on anywhere else in the world. Then we can head... Um, let's actually just finish off Fantasyland before we head into New Fantasyland. Uh, we've got Princess Fairytale Hall, obviously where you can meet Anna and Elsa and Cinderella and Rapunzel at present, whether or not that will change. It could be different I, princesses. Go on. I'm going to double-check with Panda here. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that's two separate queues? Yes. It is two separate queues, yes. So, if you want to go and see Elsa and Anna, you're queuing up to see Elsa and Anna, and then you exit the attraction, and you've got to queue up again to see Cinderella and Rapunzel. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So choose one or the other, or choose wisely. Um, because if you're going to queue for both, then uh, you might as well forget any other attraction for the rest of the day. You can, of course, get your fast passes for Arna and Elsa. But um, and, and I think now we were talking to Len Tester on the last episode, and he was saying that even even now on quieter days, Arna and Elsa's queue can can be at about two hours. So it's not getting any quieter. Um, we've got the Winnie many the adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Another kind of nice little attraction. I, if I remember rightly, one of the first interactive queues that came to the Magic Kingdom, if not the first interactive queue that came to the Magic Kingdom, uh, and it's quite nice in the elements that it's got in there, keeps the children really happy. I, I think it's a really nice, funny attraction. Has some really clever technology in it. I love the bit when it's supposed to be float. The honey pot's supposed to be floating around in water as you go through it. Um, I think it's become a classic Disney dark ride. Yeah, I'll, I'll totally agree. I think that the it to, to me the traditional dark ride was about you're in a, in a little car, yeah, and you'd go past cardboard cutouts that are painted up with fluorescent paint, yeah, and this is a super updated version of that sort of attraction, yeah. 
They don't, they don't use cardboard anymore. It's MDF. <laughs> Slightly thicker wood. How often do you ride this one, Panda? I actually, you know, you know me, I'm usually positive. I'm not negative. Yeah. This is one of the attractions I like the least. Wow, okay. It's because I see such potential, but I'm so disappointed all the time. Because like Alan said, it's basically more cardboard cutouts. And, you know, I, I see the one in, I think it's Tokyo or is it China? And it's so yeah. amazing. And it's trackless as well. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. And the, the, the poo is excellent. In this one, it's just, I don't know. I, even if when I get to the Heffalump and Woozle Room, I expect something better than really bad cutouts. And I'm like, why? Why did they, why did they take this horrible road? It just To me, it yeah. just disappoints me. I stay so, away from it. Okay. So Panda says Tokyo have better poo. As better yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's all the fiber. <laughs> <laughs> Staying in Old Fantasyland, uh, we've got Mad, Hath- Mad Tea Party. Another attraction again is one that I'll do if there's not a big queue. Um, it's it's a it's a spinning teacup, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Uh, let's head into New Fantasyland then, and we'll start off with um, we'll leave the big one to last. Let's start off with Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid. Now, Alan, have you had a chance to ride this yet? Um, not yet, because it opened up just as I'd finished my last, the last trip. trip. Now, again, I'm going to be a little, probably be a little bit controversial. Um, it's a nice dark ride, but I can't help but be disappointed when I ride it. I come off thinking, yeah, it was all right, but it's not amazing. I don't know about what you think, Panda. I, I, I agree. I, I actually like it, and I ride it often. I won't say it's amazing. I say some of the animatronics... Yeah. Like the first figure, I think, is pretty amazing. We've got uh, Ariel with a doll whip hair halfway around. Yeah. She, she'd actually change that. I don't know if she's as doll whippy now. Oh, okay. But, but I do like it. I, especially now. Did you hear? You saw the changes they made to it? Yeah, I've seen some of the changes they've made to it. Um, well, now it's more of a... It's darker in the uh, the under-the-sea scene, and it's yeah. more glow-dark. Yeah. And that really does make it look better. Everything pops off the uh, off the colours and stuff. Okay. Nice. Oh well, that's good. I'm glad to see that, that the improvements have, have made it have improved it. Again, it's, if you've never been on it, it's an attraction definitely to go on and go and enjoy without a shadow of a doubt. But um, I don't know. It's it's not one that I would repeat again and again and again. So isn't um, the cube beautiful? I love the, the queue. The great. Like... Yeah, and you wave at the crab and he appears and he does all these bits and pieces, which is quite cool. Your girls will love it, uh, Alan. I hope so. And then I've obviously, got fast pass the trip. I thought this <laughs> was I missed the queue then. Uh, the queue? No, we didn't fast pass it, and the queue wasn't too bad. Should I change the fast passes? Should you change the fast passes? I don't think you'd need a fast pass for Under the Sea, to be honest. If I'm What's honest. your experience, Panda? Uh, I waited 40 minutes the other day. Oh, okay. We did probably... Shift, use the fast pass, your girls will want to go on again, and then you can go that's true. We we yeah, did it. I think we waited about twenty minutes when we did it without a fast pass. Uh, you've got Ariel's Grotto attached to it. Obviously, is the meet and greet that used to be in the, in the um, old fantasy line, which is moved. Um, we've then got Dumbo the Flying Elephant. We've got dueling Dumbos now. We've got two of them. Uh, it's Disney's attempt to do kind of a, a queueless queue, I suppose, where uh, you can go and play inside the circus tent while you're waiting um, for the. Um, the, the right. attraction, you, you kind of get a buzzer 
that tells you now is your time to ride and you can go then and join the queue and you go on it without queuing but we're kind of i suppose we've headed a little bit into storybook circus so i'm going to backtrack slightly to um seven dwarves mine train this i love this ride so many people have complained about the fact that it's not that great and it's really tiny roller coaster etc etc the animatronic section the dark ride section of the attraction is amazing the ride itself i would say is it's a step up from big from barnstormer and just a step down from big thunder it kind of fills that little hole in between um my only kind of gripe with it is it's an attraction you only really get to ride once without queuing for a very long time you have to fast pass it or you're going to be queuing 75 minutes i really do enjoy it yeah and i like the coaster the coaster is pretty good. If you sit in the back, it's, it's you swing about. Wild. I like the way there's two parts to it. There's the first part, then you go into like I said that, like you said, that amazing animatronic mine. Yeah. And the last part, that's really nice, and I like the little surprises at the end that uh, we won't give away. Yes. Yeah. Do make sure you look at the uh, Snow White and the Dwarfs cottage on the right as you come towards coming up to the station. There's some nice little um, touches in there as well. Again, Alan, one that your girls will love. Well, I hope so. Again, we, we have fast past it. We're, we're ready for that one. Yeah, you need to fast past that, otherwise you're going to be queuing forever. We It was one of those attractions that we fast passed. We did it early on. Harry loved it. And for the two weeks we were there, we were saying, yeah, we'll go back, we'll go back if we can. Continuously looking at the wait times. And obviously it only opened in May. We were in the July um, but the queues were 75, 80, 90 minutes. And it was like, we, you know, we're not going to have the time to queue for that again. Um, yeah. So, you know, you got your fast pass, but do be aware that they'll probably really like it and want to do it again. The queue's actually massive. Bear in mind that my daughter, I'll say, bottled out of doing Barnstormer last time. Yes. So. No, she'll be fine. She'll be absolutely fine with this one. It's really not at all intense. I would say, to be honest... This looks less scary than Barnstormer. I think because of the height of Barnstormer, it actually is quite intimidating to kids. Uh, the truth is, when they get on it, it's not at all. But um, I would say this looks less intimidating than Barnstormer. Okay, I'll be on it. Okay, right, let's head into Storybook Circus then. We've already talked about Dumbo. Um, let's talk about the Barnstormer then, as we were just talking about. Um, not really changed much since it was uh, the previous version of the Barnstormer. Uh, shortest attraction in the whole of Walt Disney World. Do you go around twice or once? Once. I think. No. Yes, once. You go around once. You go around once. Yeah, shortest attraction in the whole of Walt Disney World. Um, 50-something seconds. I think it's about 51 seconds. So if there's a big queue for it, don't bother, because it, it really is that short. Uh, but it's good, you know, and if you've got kids who are looking to get into bigger rides, then Barnstorm is a really good place to start. Absolutely crazy. If, if it was in any other theme park, yeah. I'm sure they'd make you go around twice. Yes, they would make you go around twice, without shadow of a doubt. But it is, yeah, it's very short. Um, what about we got in there? Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Stations. Really nice play area for kids to enjoy. Um, obviously, if they are going to go in there, you need to either bring a change of clothes or expect them to be wet for a very long time. Um, the only place I think I've people I've seen people get wetter from was Carly River Rapids Animal Kingdom. Um, other than this, is literally you just stand in it and you get soaked. Be aware of that, because I did witness some poor lady who was oblivious to what was going on walk through it and get a load of water dumped on her because she wasn't aware of where she was walking. 
Um, that oh, was God. it was quite entertaining. It made me chuckle, but um, she, to be honest, didn't find it all that entertaining. Um, so, um, are, are you a fan of the splash and soak on there? I've never used it, but I'm a fan of it from a kid's point of view. Yeah, the kids. So when I watch the kids having fun, I I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's well worth uh, seeing. Pete's silly sideshow is there as well, so it's a chance for you to go and meet all of your Disney characters in their um, finest circus dress. Uh, we saw Hypnotist Donald and Daredevil Goofy, I think, when we were there. Um, it's, it's good. We went later in the day. Queue wasn't too bad. Um, so if you are looking at like Mickey Mouse in Town Square Theatre and the queue's massive, you can meet another version of, of some of the other characters further up. So it's it's well worth uh, keeping an eye out on that. Excellent. Have we missed any attractions? I think that's all. Um, Enchanted Tales with Belle. Enchanted Tales with Belle. We did. Well done. Um, Enchanted Tales with Belle. Nice show. Wouldn't see it more than once. The one thing I would say is the effect of how you get transported from Belle's cottage into the castle is amazing. Yes. As is the two animatronics. The animatronics are cool. Yes. Um, I sadly didn't get to see much of this show because I got picked out. Ah, uh, I ended up being one of the knights. Watch Lumiere is fantastic. Yeah, he is. Yeah, from what I could see from where I was, he was phenomenal. So your girls have not seen this, Alan? No, my girls haven't been there yet. They will love it. And How old are they? I'm, I'm, they're four and seven. Oh, you're going to... Okay, yeah. I'm going to try to go to this with you because they're going to just go nuts. They are. Um, well, I think my, my four-year-old will probably go over the moon and it she'll be wanting to be involved. Well, she my gets... seven-year-old has got to that self-conscious stage. Uh, okay, fair enough. But it just so... the, the way they do it is very, very clever. Um, you know, as I say, you go from being in Belle's cottage to suddenly being in the castle and the way that they... I don't know whether you've seen how they do it, Alan. Of course I have. I'm obsessed with yeah, YouTube. I wasn't sure whether you had or not. Um, but I would say YouTube still undersells it. Because actually yeah. seeing it in in person, it's phenomenal. You just look at it and go, "How do you do that?" It's amazing how they do it. I've got no idea. Even today, I've still got no clue how they do it. It's just phenomenal. I, I still get confused as I watch it. Yeah, it just messes with your mind. You're like, "There must be a way." No, 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 I can't work it out. It's really, really, very, very. Clear. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's good. Well, let's talk about food briefly before we move on to our final land. Uh, Pinocchio's Village House flatbreads are good. I in like here. it. I like that place. Yes. The flatbreads are great it's in here. Tomato basil soup. Yes. Really good. Uh, the Friar's Nook has um, got some macaroni and cheese, hot dogs, potato chips, frozen dis- uh, beverages. Storybook Treats has got ice cream. Great ice cream. We had a couple from there. Uh, we've got Gaston's Tal- Tavern. Now, I didn't do Gaston's Tavern. I've got to admit, it's one of the places I missed. Um, it's I was going to go for- very few choices. It's got Le Fou's Brew, hasn't it, in there, which is the kind of their it's it's Disney's version of, yeah. of Butterbeer. Uh, is that any good? Very sweet but delicious. Okay. Cheshire Ca- uh, Cafe has got uh, iced coffee, frozen lemonade, and snacks, and then you've got Prince Eric's Village Prince Eric's Village Market, how, which has got fruit, hummus, snack, hummus. What's that? And shaved ice is also available. There we go. Now, one of the big restaurants to talk about in here and uh, is Be Our Guest. Now, Alan, have you got reservations for Be Our Guest restaurant? I've got the reservations for lunchtime. Okay, so you're going for a lunch now. Have you pre-ordered your food, or are you doing it kind of when you get there? I haven't pre-ordered my food. I'm gonna. 
basically I've been trying to pre-order my food online for ages and I don't know how to do it. We've tried to, to well, we did. I don't know if you can do it with just like when you're initially booking at the fast pass, but I can't seem to find an option to book it. Well, I wonder whether they've they've kind of stopped doing it because we did it and we got there to find that oh, the food we pre-booked hadn't actually gone through, the order wasn't there. So um, I don't know whether they've changed that. Um, um, Panda went there for breakfast the other week. How was breakfast? You know, it was expensive, but it was really good. Okay. Um, it was just different, like puff pastry with scrambled eggs and spinach, and then they give you uh, an assortment of all kinds of uh, pastries and things for the table. It was really nice. You're paying nineteen ninety nine for breakfast, which to me is you know too expensive. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But the experience. And have you done dinner there yet? I have not. Only no. lunch. Yeah, we've done lunch. Uh, dinner obviously is a, a table service it's a very different style table service restaurant this is supposed to be a counter service restaurant although it, it kind of doesn't it's very clever in the way it works if you've got your magic bands etc with you that they track once you've ordered it they track where you're sitting and all of a sudden this trolley will pull up and these people will just give you food and they have you know you've not seen them before you've not dealt with anybody human in a sense before um, and it just appears on these very clever trolleys lots of different areas to sit in as well Beast's uh, wing is the west wing is amazing um, although it might be a little bit intimidating for smaller children you've then got the main ballroom which is in the centre and then you've got this room to the right which is kind of a I don't really know what to describe it as it's supposed to be kind of library-esque slash portrait gallery slash big giant I don't know what you call it is that the one with the um, the Beauty and the Beast dancing that's right in the middle the, the big statue in the middle music box room I think they call it is that what they call it okay the music box room I, I'm not a fan of that room I'll be honest um I do like the West Wing. I do like the main dining room. And one of the great things about the main dining room is if you look through the windows at the back, um, it changes seasons. So you might be sitting there and all of a sudden it starts snowing out the back. You can see it landing on all the trees. But the detail in there is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Cool. Um, It's the only place, of course, in the Magic Kingdom where you can get an alcoholic beverage with your meal as well, I think. Yes, I think it still is. Is that excluding lunch? Uh, no, you can get alcohol at lunchtime. Really? Yeah, yeah. They were selling beer and wine at lunchtime as well. It's not cheap, though. So, you know, don't think it's going to be as cheap as buying a soda and things like that. It's quite expensive. Okay. Um, okay. Now, there's one other thing we haven't talked about to do with Fantasyland, and that oh. is Cinderella's Castle. Excellent. I'm glad you picked that one up. Well, how did you realise we hadn't spoken about it yet? Yeah. I want to talk about it afterwards because it's it's a really weird one because when you actually look on the Disney's park map, um, it talks about the elements inside Cinderella's castle as um, being part of Fantasyland, but it never talks about Cinderella Castle being part of Fantasyland. Hmm. It's not actually on the, park, hmm. the, the latest park map, which is really strange. So Cinderella Castle then... Um, Obviously, the icon of the park is the weenie. In there, you've got um, the mosaics, and you've got several things in there that you can uh, take part in. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is one of those things, which we've already mentioned. And um, are you have you booked into Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique this time, Alan? My my kids are booked into Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. They've got several different packages you can choose from. You can choose yeah. from a, a cheapskate one where they give you a hair and a makeup yeah. do, um, or your kids a hair and a makeup do. Yeah. Obviously, they'll do the adults as well if you really insist. 
Um, you can also get it where you get a dress, which is the sort of the top end package. Yeah. I'll also do one where you get a t-shirt and a tutu. Okay, so which one are you doing? Um, I'm going for the full whack. I want the dress. And what about the kids? The kids, um, <laughs> one of them wants a tutu, and right. the other one just wants the makeup. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I'll say this. Last time I went, we tried to get the Bibbidi Bobby Boobies to book in at the castle, and they did book out quite quickly. Yeah, usually do. So I've managed to get the Magic Kingdom one. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's six o'clock on the first morning of me being there. So it's oh. six o'clock at night. Oh, at night. Okay, I thought you went in the morning. I was like, what? That would be a crazy o'clock. Um, so my kids are going to be very, very tired from the jet lag. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're going to be awake when they're getting their makeup and their oh, at least they'll be sat still. Yeah. So we'll see what Sounds happens. Worse. But But usually I'd say you tend to get passed over to downtown Disney. Yeah, that's true. If you want to go there, you want to book up early. Yeah, so you, again, you can call 407-939-7895 to make appointments for that. It's uh, designed to be... They call them... You can be transformed into a Disney princess or a valiant knight. And it's designed for children aged 3 to 12. The other thing inside Cinderella Castle is, of course, Cinderella's Royal Table. Alan, you've eaten here before, haven't you? No, I haven't. Have you not? I thought you've had. I've done nothing. Hey, clearly, have you ever... Sorry, have you been to Walt Disney World? I've seen it on a book. Oh, I just watched it on YouTube. I've never actually been. <laughs> no, well, I, I've booked up to go there this time, so I'm going to Cinderella's Royal Table on okay. the first morning of our vacation. Fantastic. Panda, have you eaten in here? I've had breakfast there many years ago. Yeah, over I... six years ago. Oh, okay, but yeah. Had... It was fun. I thought it was great. We've never eaten there. We've got a boy. He's not really interested. So it's really? not one of those places we've ever been to. It's quite expensive as well, and I think that kind of puts me off. Um, oh, definitely not for the, yeah. yeah, Alan, you've re- remortgaged your house, I believe, just to go to Cinderella Royal Table for the four of you. We, we actually have, actually. Yeah. That's, that's no joke at all. <laughs> that isn't a joke, actually. No, I forgot about that. Um, so that's inside Cinderella, uh, Cinderella Castle. So that's Cinderella Castle done, which means we are moving on to our final location for today. So that means we are heading over to Tomorrowland. <laughs> Love it. Bit of 90s cheese. So, Tomorrowland, then, let's talk about the attractions over there. What we've got to go. The tractor kick in. There you go. Oh, yeah. Come on. Off of the 80s. Tomorrowland Speedway. Now, Alan, we were talking about this earlier, and you were saying Tomorrowland Speedway, you've not, like, done in years. In in at least the past 20 years, I've not done it. Wow, that long? Yeah. I think it's ridiculous doesn't belong in Disney. No, it doesn't. And the, what annoys me with this is it's on a track. Yeah. Why, why? Why do we need it on a track? Honestly, you go to places like Legoland, which um, I know you guys haven't done, but um, the Legoland in England in Windsor, they've got cars that kids sit in and race around the track on and race each other. Old Towers, you know, the, uh, all the theme parks here have got them without a track. I don't see why Disney have still got it as a track ride. It could do with getting rid of the track, to be honest. Um, but you're right, it doesn't belong in Disney. I agree, Panda. It's not very imaginative, and it's not very fast. It doesn't have... To me, if they themed it up the cars, at least there'd yeah. be something going on. But you think about the actual size of the track itself. Think about the actually the footprint it has in the Magic Kingdom. The room, I know. It's massive. You know, I think you could they probably could put... Space. 
You could put two or three attractions in the space that there is there. Um, it is huge. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's old. It's been there a long time. The thing is, it's still popular. You know, it still has massive queues for it. Um, and actually, we fast-passed it before because of the size of the queues. Um, Space Mountain. Let's go on to Space Mountain. The first sort of computer-designed roller coaster. Um, a must-do, I think, if you've never, ever done it before. Be aware it is completely in the dark. And uh, it does scare some people. It's only, it only goes at about 30-odd miles an hour, but it feels so much faster. Alan, have you done Space Mountain? Um, I have done Space Mountain once. Right. I went to do it the second time, and as I got there, it went down. Oh, okay. Um, and I believe that the attraction goes down quite often. It has been known to. And there are two different tracks on this as well. There's Alpha and Omega, which are slightly different in their setup. So there's, it's a two-for-one, really, on this particular attraction. Um, does build big queues. Um, do get a fast pass if you want to do it later in the day, particularly. And I'm going to point out that Panda did a video the other week. Oh, actually, I'm only talking months ago, um, where you went past Space Mountain with the lights on. Oh, yeah, the lights were on, yeah. We were on the Wedway People Mover and the lights were on. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's right. Okay. Um, and then you get to see it's for the track that it actually is. Yeah. And as, as Panda Book pointed out in his um, show, that. You know, they're do you know that they're actually completely identical tracks? Yeah. They're just one goes to the right and one goes to the exactly, left. Exactly, so yeah. That's the only difference. very different. The experience is very different because of your brain setup. Yeah, but the truth is there's very little difference in it whatsoever. But I know, I know there's one feels so much more wilder to me than the other. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. I completely agree. Um, and I actually took them by, I, I cast them by surprise because we went down and he said... Um, which one are you going for? And I said, well, which one is the wildest? And he was kind of saying, well, to be honest, they're both exactly the same, except nearly the same except for this, you know. And it, I think they're, they're kind of surprised that people know that there's a difference between the two because quite often people just think Alpha and Omega are just two cues. Um, yeah. But no, they are slightly different between the two of them. Um, talking about pointless attractions with Tomorrowland Speedway, I'm going to come on to our next pointless attraction, the Astro Orbiter. Pointless. Why do I want to spin... High up for a little bit right there. I mean, it's basically like Aladdin or Dumbo, but it's just a longer wait, and you have to use an elevator to get up there. I don't get it. The wait for this is immense. Yeah, they wait forever for it. Yeah, and again, I don't. I don't think I've ever ridden it. No, no, I think I might have done once a long, long, long time ago. I've managed to bypass it. You managed to bypass it. It's just not worth it. I have a bad taste in my mouth from this attraction because it's the first attraction. As a chubby kid that I could not fit on. Oh, no. I must have been maybe 18 or 19 years old because I, I went when I was like five and then I hadn't gone again for a while. Okay. And I remember being online and trying to get into the seat. And I remember that it was a very tight fit. And I was uncomfortable. And I, could. I was embarrassed. It was the first time it happened to me. I was probably about 18 or 19. And I said, right. oh. And that's, uh, I've never been back to Astro Orbiter ever again. No, I, I, I doesn't I wouldn't blame me at all. No, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Um, moving on then, let's go to Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Right, now, this is one of those attractions, right, and I don't... Someone's going to need to explain to me that all it is is we sit in a car, we go around Tomorrowland, we see some rides, we see inside Space Mountain. It is 
in theory, it is the most pointless attraction in the world, but yet we love it. But it's so pleasant, yeah, right? I know. I what know. is it? I know. I go on it all the time. I love it, but I don't know why I love it. It's pointless. It's, it's like, if, if you had the option to do the Transit Authority versus the, the Walt Disney World Railway. Transit Authority the, every time. Yeah. Yeah. We stick the Transit Authority, yeah. Which I, I call it Wednesday. I don't know why. I don't. I never. I don't understand why. You know. Well, one of the things to point out is that it's um, powered by maglev technology. It so is it's powered by magnets. Um, but you know, I will do the Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover multiple times in the trip, and might only do the railroad once. <laughs> I don't understand you know, if why. Not, if it's not that busy, they'll let you stay on it. Yeah. There's like a little uh, hand signal of spinning your finger around, pointing up. <laughs> you think your finger around, and they and understand they let, that. I just don't. Oh. Get it. I don't get why we love it so much. But again, it's one of the, you got to do it. You have to do it. Yeah, it's funny. Um, just it's like, a, it's like a picnic. It's just relaxing. And yes, it's you around. And, yeah, it's exactly that. And it's long. It's pretty long. It's like another fifteen minute attraction. Yeah, without. Well, and there's little there's little fast bit in it as well. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's quicker and then it slows down. I can never understand this, right? How do I, I, it messes with my brain? How the ride can suddenly get really quick and then really slow and then quicken up and then slow down. And yet when we get up to the station... The amount of magnets, you see the amount of magnets increase when you start to speed up. We all end up back at the station at the same time. I never... It it, it kind of blows my mind how that happens. Because they're all slowing down and speeding up at exactly (laughs) the same time. I I love it anyway. Um, Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Alan, what's your impression? (laughs) Carousel of Progress is, is, to me, one of those rides where you've got to do it, or attractions, you've got to see it. But it is very, very dated. And I think that's one of the things that people love about it because yeah. it is a traditional Walt Disney or Walt Disney's attraction. Yeah. But I think it's horribly dated and I would, I would love to see it be given some real no. injections okay. of cash and new technology. I mean, get rid yeah. of. I, I agree. And it, the cheesiness is why I laugh at it. Yeah. Some of the lines that they say, you know, we might do, we had laser this. Yeah, I can't believe that's. I can't believe not updated the last scene. That does need an update. Harry loves this. Absolutely oh, loves it. Um, I don't know why he loves it, but he absolutely loves it. We probably did it two, three times on our last trip because he just really, really liked. I think it might be because the theatre spins round more than anything else. But mm. um, I really like it. Still, it is. It's got that kind of charm to it. But yeah, you're right. It needs an update. Definitely needs an update. Oh, yeah. I don't know, it, it, even, even just down little things, this is something to listen out for. Yeah. That when the mouths move on the characters, you can hear it clicking a bit. <laughs> that's, that's just because they're old. Bless them. They've got, like, yeah, the, the, clicky jaw. The jaws are going. <laughs> uh, okay, going from uh, the old to the new, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. Great attraction. Love this attraction. Yeah, and it I brings... love the cardboard. It, well, it Not is. a cardboard attraction, but it's good. Yeah, I agree. It, it's a good cardboard attraction. It brings out the competitiveness in you and your family, and it's great because everyone gets to compete against each other. And, and I, I agree. Oh, and the spinning car makes it makes it good. Yes, that's true. Um, the only downside to it is this one has um, the actual guns are attached to the ride vehicle, and the updated version again, we go to Disneyland Paris. They're not, which is uh, makes a big difference, I think. But um, I agree. But it's, it's cool. Still a good attraction. And uh, again... I've you... tried to uh, detach them, but it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, the last time I tried to detach them, they were, 
there. I got thrown <laughs> evicted oh, from the park. But it doesn't matter because you've got a gun to take home with you. Um, again, fast that, pass. Go on. I was going to say, one of the things when you're competitive, like myself, so you go on the ride with your wife and yourself and yeah. your child, yeah. and there you are concentrating on hitting all the targets, and then your kid leans forward and pulls the lever to spin your car around. Yeah, I don't even... I, I know I've told the story many, many times of, of Kieran Duncan, aged five, and me on this ride, and he'd done it so many times, he knew exactly which direction to point the vehicle, so he hit everything and I hit nothing. And I got <laughs> thrashed by a five-year-old. Listen, um, I, I, know we're move, I know we're moving quickly through this, but yeah, I have yeah. to tell you this that's kind of funny. I have four cats that eat at 5 o'clock every day. So far, each one of them has now visited me because we're 60 minutes over the feeding time, and they're rubbing up against me. They're looking at me in the alley. It's very funny. The, the, the messages I'm getting is like, these Brit people, you know, they're, they're taking up our time. <laughs> Love it. And it, all of a sudden, your hair's sticking up because of all the static electricity they're building yeah, up on you. basically is what is happening. <laughs> right, two more attractions then for Tomorrowland, and we're done. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Uh, a great attraction. Love it. Great fun. Do it multiple times. Yeah, I like when they change it up. When they yeah. change it up, it is very funny because yeah. it is, you know, each show is a little bit unique and different. Has anybody been that guy yet? Not yet. I've been many times because of my beard, I think. I'm Sully. Right, okay. Blue guy. Never that guy. Have you ever been that yeah. guy, Alan? No, I've never been that guy. Never been that guy. No, I've never been that guy. Good show, though. And it's nice that they've actually given it an update since Monsters University came out. Um, oh. And it's got a slight updated pre-show video, which is good. That they've incorporated that, that world, which is nice. So if you are chosen to be that guy, you get a special limited pin. Yes. That cannot be so I understand yeah. it used to be a sticker or something I think I think we upgraded right okay let's talk about the elephant in the room Stitch's Great Escape uh, not very great <laughs> fair <laughs> enough there was a great touring plans did a, a fantastic April Fool this year uh, where they said that it was going to be Olaf's Great Escape and there was quite a few people that fell for it and we were we were kind of in on the joke and we, we tweeted it out and supported this and everything and there were people going oh it'd be so much better than Stitch and then Fell a bit silly when they realised it was an April Fool. I don't mind it. Okay, it's not Alien Encounter. Alien Encounter kind of never really should have been in the Magic Kingdom in the first place, if we're totally honest. I know, um, and I loved Alien Encounter. Yeah, but yes, amazing. Definitely dense for Yeah, Alien Encounter was fantastic. Stitch was kind of yeah. the way of Disney trying to create something that was more family friendly. It's okay. I still think the Stitch animatronic's fantastic. If you've never done it, you need to do it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I totally agree. The animatronic of Stitch is fantastic. The problem is the attraction has no repeat value. You see it once, yeah. there is no reason to ever watch that again. It's a perfect example of Disney trying to fit something into an attraction uh, yep. without without trying to change it up too much. Yep. Um, and it's, it's I, okay. Well, I can, I can sort of see that. I can see how they've sort of put the overlay into, their, into the original attraction. Yeah. It I'm going to say that I'm going to go against the grain here. I like it. I don't, I don't dislike it, don't get me wrong. Well, when, when all the effects are working properly, bear in mind that I've seen a droopy laser cannon arm quite often, <laughs> that yeah. the animatronics work really well. You know, the Stitch jumps around on that inside um, podium yeah. and looks very realistic. Yeah. It works really well. I'm just tired of smelling that chili dog. Yeah, chili yeah. dog. Yeah, bored of that now. Well, well I'm, I'm used to that. I smell like that all the time, so... What? <laughs> Clearly, chili dogs are a big thing in your house. Right, talking about food, 
Nicely done. Uh, let's talk about some of the food that we've got going on there. So we talked earlier about Auntie Gravity's Galactic Goodies. They have ice cream, smoothies, sundaes and iced coffees. Smoothies are really good in here. Uh, enjoyed those a lot the last time and got those on oh. the dining plan. Um, Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant is hit and miss as to when that's open. It's actually a really nice place to go and sit, which is a little bit cooler, if it's, even if there's no food going on there. Um, you've got really? the... Terraces. Is that that is where uh, what's his name sings? The dinosaur guy. Oh no, that's Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, that's okay. where uh, Sunny Eclipse does sing. That's pretty good. Yeah, he he sings this. There you go. Planetary Boogie. Uh, we have Sunny Eclipse there as well. You got the lunching nice. pad, uh, but I I, I kind of like. Cosmic Ray, but one thing I hate about Cosmic Ray is the queuing system. Yeah. Right, so you want a burger queuing this one, you want this going queuing this one, and it's like... It's variety. It is variety, but what if I want something from here and something from there and something from here? I have to queue three times. Yeah, 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 that that is... You know what? I found that if you ask the person at the at the ordering station, yeah. they'll run over. Yeah, the that's station. what I was going to say. Um, give them the puppy dog eyes and they'll go and fetch it for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know they're in the Guinness Book of World Records? Are they? Yep. The Guinness Book of World Records has Cosmic Rays as the busiest uh, serving the most fast food meals of any restaurant in the entire wow. world. There you go. I didn't realize that. That's something new. And I think that day was when I went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most probably. <laughs> it's when everybody goes. It's always really, really busy. Um, okay, Alan, what are we missing? Um, just to say, that obviously, at Cosmic Rays, that the Sunny Eclipse, which is a, a singing character guy, that yep. is absolutely amazing. But there's not only have you got the annoyance of the queuing system to get your burgers from one place, chicken yep. from another place, ribs from another place. Yeah. You then have to start queuing up to find a table. That and is everyone true. tries to go into the room where the where Sunny Eclipse is singing. Yeah. And it is they've, they've sort of created a, a queuing system where. Where if, if you were going into a McDonald's with your family in the UK, this is what we would do. One of us queues up and three of us goes and grabs a table. Yeah. Well, Disney has sort of stopped yeah. you doing that at Cosmic. They have. People that grab the table never get napkins, forks, ketchup, or straws. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how my family does it. Nobody <laughs> Yeah, because the person on the feet has got to go back to get it all. Yeah. That's the way it works in mine as well. Right, so uh, the only thing that we need to talk about now briefly um, is, well, two things actually, nighttime options, which we'll talk about at the end. But first, before that, fast passes. So let's just quickly go over the attractions that you can fast pass. So Town Square Theatre, you've got uh, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Haunted Mansion, um, it's a Small World, Peter Pan's Flight, Mickey's Filler Magic, Enchanted Tales with Belle, Princess Fairytale Hall, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Mad Hatter, uh, Mad Tea Party, Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, Ariel's Grotto, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, The Barnstormer, um, Tomorrowland Speedway, Space Mountain, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, and Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. So what I suppose we want to know, Alan... Is uh, we need we need a professional's opinion, do we not? Of course we do. So who are we going to ask? I think the best thing to do is we need to ask Alicia to find out what are the best fast passes to choose and why. Okay, let's head over to Alicia. 
And now, let's take a ride on the People Mover. This is Alicia from Pixie Vacations, and I'm here to give you a couple of tips for fast passes for Magic Kingdom. My top picks are the Mine Train, Space Mountain, and Thunder Mountain. Of course, I always recommend getting to the parks early and using the first couple of hours to get online without much of a wait and use your fast pass picks for late afternoon or the evening time. If you have little princesses, Elsa and Anna, the meet and greet is going to be your absolute top pick for Fast Pass. And Wishes is also, the preferred viewing for Wishes is also a great pick. If you have little ones and you don't want to do the big time rides like Thunder and Space, Peter Pan is a great pick. But Mine Train is definitely my top pick because it's a great ride for the entire family, young and old. kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way, have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride, they fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T-Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T-Orlando.com. Com. This is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and when I'm in Britain, I listen to the Disney Brit Podcast. Okay, this is the Disney Brit Radio Show, and we are coming right to the very end. Thank you, Alicia, just before our uh, ad break for uh, her recommendations for Fast Pass Plus. I'm intrigued to know, kind of, Panda, if you got your three Fast Passes initially, which three are you going for, and what are you, you going to book for that day at the parks? I'm usually going for Peter Pan's Flight, Splash okay. Mountain, and Haunted Mansion. Okay, so those wow. Those are great go-tos. Okay. Even though Mansion sometimes you don't really need it for, sometimes you do. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Alan, which what have you booked for your three? And the three that I've gone for is the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah. Because I've heard that's a, a killer of a queue. Yeah. Um, and then I've, I've tended to go for the meet and greets, bizarrely. Okay. I'm going Elsa and Anna and uh, Mickey Mouse. Okay, fair enough. Mine would usually be uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train um, would be my first one. I'd then it'd be a toss-up between Splash Mountain and Big Thunder. Usually I go Big Thunder, but I have done Splash in the past, but usually Big Thunder. And then my third one is usually a Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin, something around the kind of uh, Tomorrowland kind of uh, area. So that'd be my three. But again, you know, it's up to you what you decide to go for. Now, before yeah. we leave all these lovely people who have spent 
hours listening to us. Let's just quickly talk a little bit about nighttime entertainment. So, well, entertainment in general in the parks for particularly shows and things like that. So we've got the Move It, Shake It, Dance and Play It street party. Um, that happens multiple times a day. It happens down Main Street, around the Hub, etc. Uh, and it's like a little mini show. Um, have you seen it since it's become the Dance and Play It version, uh, Panda? Yeah, it's alright. I think it's more for kids than it is for me. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And we kind of don't normally stop for it. If we're walking down Main Street as it's going past, we'll kind of see it as it passes and we just sort of slow down our walk a little bit. That'd be about it. Um, You've got then the Disney Festival of Fantasy Parade. Really nice to see a new parade in the parks. Um, It's been a while since we last saw one. And I think it's a really good addition, actually. I really like it. The Festival of Fantasy is fantastic. Yeah, and I love the uh, it's called a steampunk dragon. Oh, it's great. Did you notice how much taller the floats are? So they actually had to make changes on Main Street, yes, especially during the holidays to allow the taller floats to go by. Yeah, um, but oh. I, I do like that the particular parade. Um, we've got the Main Street Electrical Parade. Good to see the classic back, and uh, it's nice. It's had a couple of changes and bits and pieces, which is really good. Um, now, celebrate the magic, Alan. Was celebrate the magic there last time you were there? Um, there was there was some sort of no. Am I talking memories, magic, and you? Yeah, that's the one. I think that's what I was wondering whether it was that one. This is kind yeah. of um, if those of you seen Disney Dreams at Disneyland Paris, it's kind of the precursor to that. I would think it's a shorter version of that particular um, kind of nighttime show. Obviously, got a different content. It's a different show. Uh, nice. It's a really nice show. I quite like it. And it's nice to have something that's like a prelude to Wishes, which comes later on that particular evening. Uh, no, I did forget to mention earlier, we are talking about Fast Passes. You can also get a Fast Pass for uh, Festival of Fantasy Parade, the Main Street Electrical, and Wishes. Do, do remember, though, and we talked about this in the last show, that if you get a Fast Pass for any of those three as your first initial three, you're not going to be able to get any more Fast Passes until you've used it that evening. So unless you're yeah. only planning on going in for that evening on that particular day, I wouldn't use fast passes for them. What do we all think to wishes? I still love wishes. I, I think the soundtrack gets me, and it's still magical. I like the soundtrack. I don't know whether I'm getting a little bit bored of wishes now. In the sense, uh, it's been around so long, I'd quite like something new. I don't know. I, I wouldn't miss it if they added something wonderful and new. Yeah, something that we obviously have to be better than that mm-hmm. is. Like, I would say that I would like to see what they've got over at Disneyland Paris elaborated and brought back over to Walt Disney World. Yeah. Um, sort of the projection show and fireworks. Yeah, something like that. Rather than two honest. separate things. But, it's, it's, you know, it's all of those, the, the Festival of Fantasy, you know, is well worth seeing. Um, just to give you a little tip, really good place to watch it. And I don't know, I'd be interested to see where you guys choose. Um, on the bridge, just by where you come across into Liberty Square we found that you can stand right in the corner next to some bins there, actually, um, and we get a really, really good view of it coming round, um, completely unobstructed, and I got some great photos last time we were there, and they came really, really close. Um, it's a really good place to watch it. Where do you usually watch it, Alan? I always tend to be on the corner, um, I'm trying to think, the corner of this, well, the corner of the, I think it's called Town Square, yeah. where sort of the, the hat shop is. So you're kind of a Main Street the sweet shop, yeah. sort of person. I'm sort of at the end of Main Street. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah, we're, we're kind of just out, just before the hub. Uh, Panda, where do you normally go? 
I am usually by the ice cream parlor uh, when I'm watching it. I'm usually right at the end of Main Street, okay. like far enough from the castle. So you're one of the Main Street fan then. I, I find that, you know, everybody heads to Main Street. So by going to slightly different places, it eases up slightly. You know, I just recently watched the projection show from the angle, from the side of the castle. Yeah. And that was cool. Oh, okay. So it does work to go to that particular side as well. I can't believe we've done it. <laughs> the mammoth <laughs> show. We've made it all the way to the very, very end. So I thought we'd have some slightly different uh, end music to what we normally have for the show. Because normally we have um, we have uh, our outro music. So I'm going to do something a little bit different because of uh, it being this show. And we're going to outro with the Festival of Fantasy theme uh, this evening. So... We have to say a massive thank you to you guys for spending all this time with us. Big thank you to Big Fat Panda for joining us. Thank you so much, guys. Where do we find you on, on the interweb? Uh, BigFatPanda.com pretty much goes everywhere. I'm at Disney Worlds and at Big Fat Panda Show on Twitter. And if you are going to want to stay in DVC but don't want to pay for DVC, check out DVC Rentals. That's my exclusive sponsor, and I appreciate it. There you go. And uh, we need to say a massive thank you to our sponsors, Orlando Attraction Tickets and, of course, ScootOrlando.com. We say a massive thank you to Alan. No problem. And I'm going to say another big thank you for um, Father for joining us because his show is miles better than this rubbish. <laughs> go over there and watch it straight away. He's dead serious and stuff. Like, he does like, grown-up stuff and behaves himself unlike us. Um <laughs> Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Disney Brit. You can go to facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit podcast. And you can email us radio at DisneyBrit.com. Don't forget, you can, of course, go to iTunes, leave us a review and all those lovely things. Now, we'll be back in a week's time. And I think, are we heading to Hollywood Studios? Um, no, it's Animal Kingdom next. It's Animal Kingdom next. Okay, we've got to, we're, not, we're leaving Hollywood Studios for a little while until basically they've reopened some attractions because it'll be a 10-minute show. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you in a week's time. Thank you for joining us, and uh, until next week, we'll see you. <laughs>